Music Exposed, hosted by Sarah Jazz and the Silence Noise, and featuring the best musicians and artists of Twitch and other live streaming platforms. Watch the show live at musicexposed.show. This week's guest, We Speak English Good. forever music exposed studio is all messed up it's what's all happening right now i don't even know she's like i don't even need headphones where i come from we don't need headphones i understand you don't need it nobody needs it we'll figure this out somehow with the new studio setup we didn't have a ton of time to test this because it's hot boy summer hi hi how are you sarah jazz i'm living yeah i feel you there i'm living too is is isn't that live? Aren't you supposed to say like living the dream? Isn't uh, that the thing when people are like living the dream? You're like, okay, yeah, that's a thing. You're like, uh, what dream? Yeah, I want to know what dream it is. And thank you so much. I saw Mum Jazz with the host and coming in with 13 months. Thank you so much for that. Thank I appreciate you, that. Jazz. You're living. Yes, we appreciate that so much. It is. It is so kind of all of you that support this, especially Music Exposed. Like Music Exposed, we didn't have an episode. Um, on the July 4th weekend, because we knew it just wouldn't be a great idea to have that. We did like, have a bikini stream, though. Yes. Uh, yeah. What does that have to do with music? Uh, everything, because you were in a bikini. Yeah, I was definitely in a bikini. That's that's what people want to see. Like, people are... people are. You know what? I, I just think that people are outright tired of, like, digesting their food and not throwing up all the time. Like, for me, I was just like, this is... Let's this is give a shout out! No problem. Appreciate that. It's only a little bit. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like people's stomachs have not been attacked enough by the mental image of me in a bikini. Like, I feel like that's a big problem. I need to work more on, on destroying people's imaginations and libidos. I don't know. I like the idea of you in a bikini. Why do you like that? Why is that a thing? Also, Music know. Exposed. Welcome to Music Exposed, Welcome the show to... about music. <laughs> Welcome to Music Exposed, the show where we talk about music. Yes. First of all, we should introduce ourselves like every week. I, I didn't. Oh, well, who I are you? Hi, I'm the Silence Noise. You're on this channel, you probably know who I am. I'm the Silence Noise. I'm an original musician. If you listen to music, you should put my music in your ear holes at thesilencenoise.com. You really and should. His music is really good. Well, thank you for that. But It really is. So you've been out. Let's talk a little bit Wait. about... What? Are, am I not? Uh, I was just going to talk about you because oh. you are once again professional touring gigging musician Sarah Jazz. Yes. So like this is this is big important news that we have to discuss. Oh. It's like really what is important, important stuff news? that you are once again gigging professional musician Sarah Jazz. Like no longer is that a thing of the past. It's a thing of the present. So first of all, tell us who you are, and then let's talk about what the hell has been going on in your life. I don't know. I'm just hi. I'm Sarah Jazz. I uh, hi. Play music. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. You play music. I do songs. The show is always about Sarah Jazz. That is true. No. She's the... I do songs. I am. I used. I used to be full time. A full time musician. You pretty much are now. You you've done. 
You've done like three or four gigs a week the last oh, three yeah. weeks. Oh, yeah. I've got, yes, I totally can pay all my bills with that. I understand. <laughs> if I live in a cardboard box, maybe, I and mean, eat yeah. only cardboard, maybe. What's wrong with that? Like, cardboard. That's, that's life? Okay. If I live in a cardboard box and um, have no phone to, I mean, you, you basically, know. How am I gonna reach my the other it's musicians? It's not like it's not like Twitch was doing that much better. That's the thing. Like okay, you're probably so, so let's talk about this actually. So how can you as like well first of all you a, haven't hold on you haven't given context yet, so no one knows exactly what you're talking about yet. So Sarah has been um, a couple weeks ago we started going to the Oh my god, I'm trying to so much for that host and hopefully your tech situation is getting better if if for any of you that are fans of potato frank i want to bring that up he had just a horrible thing happen to him yes. and as someone who goes through constant tech fucking bullshit myself and at the last couple weeks i haven't had the same level but i had my interface go Almost. out i had a computer die i had a hard drive lost i like i've been dealing with tech stuff literally the entirety of my stream but for the most part, after extensive amounts of work, I've been able to perform. And Thomas has been in a position, but unfortunately, he where he can't perform. And that is really rough. He had a power surge, and that power surge fried a bunch of his equipment. So if you guys are fans of Potato Frank, Thomas Frank 93, uh, we, I, we just had a shout out in the chat. And you can give him any support at all. You, yes. like, you like his stuff. Please, even if it's five bucks, ten bucks, please drop please by help him. and help him. Like he's a so huge... he can stream again yeah. and grace us all yeah. with his amazing potato skills. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're not worthy. <laughs> we're not well, worthy I don't know about of I'm, the devil's I'm, potatoes. I'm worthy. Potato I don't know what skills. Yeah, but if you can, please go support yeah, Potato please, Frank. Please do. Um, um he just you know that. send him some send him a little bit of money in his paypal so he can stream again and yeah. it's devastating especially because it's one of his you know incomes yeah and that was exactly true for a me main too incomes i mean too. I, I i did want to talk about that topic a little bit because that is one of, was one of my issues it's like i yeah it took away from my ability to stream as well like obviously we didn't have an interface um and so i wasn't able to stream for a while and what i did it was just a convoluted mess and then we i went through a routine thing where it was like trying to repair i was trying to change the case on my stream pc and the stream pc the new case had some sort of power issue in it so similar thing fried a hard drive i'm actually worried that it might have damaged the the chipset a little bit but al although everything has been working okay so i know how that goes it's it's i think that having tech issues is it's just like every streamer I know seems to run into that wall and eventually yes. it just hits a point where it's just like it's so exhausting mentally then you got to get on and try to be entertaining after that's happening it's just yeah it's it's an awful feeling and so yeah, yeah please support potato frank I've uh, had a problem I have with... I've cried plenty Sammy I'm not afraid to admit it I have been so frustrated I've literally been ready to just fucking drive off a bridge. Like, and I understand, like, it is so frustrating. And I, I was, I brought this up. Like, I was ready to quit streaming before I got this production stream, production PC last year. Like, I was really ready. I was so tired of every time I was hitting start stream, like, rolling the dice. Like, is the stream going to work? When is the audio going to stop? When is everything going to stop working? 
and I it was like I love to do this and there are things about it that I enjoy so much but it's so freaking painful to go through that over and over and over for a year yeah. and a half and as I said it's just it's as if it's like if you are a musician that is on stage all the time it's the same as if um, you're, if you're a guitarist for example and your amp just dies and you do, and yeah people blow tubes on stage all the time yeah. I've seen your that amp dies before. and your cables are bad and you can't perform and it's like yeah. what am I doing now yeah. <laughs> it is it's it's just such a horrible experience so if you if you can support Potato Frank yes. Thomas Frank 93 please do um, and all the musicians on this show like it's so it's so cool to to you know be able to support people and to do that and now let's go back to our original point so you were going to talk about so you've been gigging again. You you you. We went to an open mic about three mi- three weeks ago, and um, since then, kind of, you've been meeting a lot of musicians here in the local area, and you've picked up some gigs, and you're picking up some more. That's by the way, it's a pro tip. If you are a musician who wants to get out there, go to the open mics. Um, hopefully, in your country, things are open again with you know the yeah. pandemic and everything. But if they are, go to your local open mics. It doesn't matter if they're you know, older people or younger people, or if you think like, oh, this is not, this is, if you can just sit in with people, that's how you get the gigs. That's how you get noticed. That's how people, um, you know, get to know you is going to open mics. It's well, that's a big, true. big tip for it's if you want to Twitch as well. Back. It's like, if you're a streamer, I mean, the number one thing you can do in the industry period is network with other people yeah. and support other people's streams. Like when people ask, you know, people ask all the time, how do I grow my stream? It's like support other streamers, like legit support them. Don't just show up and be like, hi, I'm a streamer too, you know, raid me or whatever, but legit support them as much as you can. Obviously, Music Exposed is a part of that for us, you know, to try to create goodwill with people. And it is, you know, for me, as someone that's not doing what typical people do, it's the only thing that that has grown my stream, supporting other musicians. And so you've been out doing that. You've had some gigs. You were going to... Oh, Sammy, thanks so much for the biddies. I appreciate that. We're close to a hype train, too. So one more person, and we get a hype yeah. train. That's if awesome. If one person does something, yeah, we'll get a hype train. Yes. So anyway, so you were going to compare that to Twitch. What were you going to say about the financial stuff? That's what the scream uh, is what? for, Sammy. Don't you be sorry for that. Don't you be sorry for that. Uh, thank you, Potato. What are you talking about? What was I saying? I don't... You were going to compare finances. You were talking about... Finances? Yeah, how oh, you're going to live in a box. Yeah, so, okay. So I, have a question. so I have a question, right? Yeah. So... Imagine you play, you only have, like, okay, let's say you only have five gigs a month, right? And they're way, they're not well paid. Yes. They're like, let's say $100, right? Okay. Let's just say you get $500 a month. Okay. But you want to live the dream of being a musician, right? What a is the dream? Musician. Okay, I want to be specific on that. What does live the dream mean? What does that mean specifically? Just be a, just basically being a, a miserable musician, you know? <laughs> yeah, great. That's, That's living the dream. The dream. That's what it's everyone's dreaming of. It's living the dream is great. being yeah. a, a, a miserable musician who wants, who wants to make it but cries at, themselves every day but that, that's every the night dream? to sleep what, yeah, that's, what, hold yeah. on yes the, the, a full-time musician right yes you're sure. just full-time musician all you do is play gigs right okay. and you're really committed to this right you're only you're really really committed to this you don't want to teach you don't want to do whatever <laughs> no side gigs you don't want to do any side gigs you only want exactly so all you do is play gigs and cry 
basically. Yeah, okay. So let's say you have five gigs a month, right, on average. Okay. And they are really awfully paid. So $100 per gig. So $500 that, a month. That's not that. Atypical here, in dude. The US. If you go, like, if you go, if you go out to dinner, that's already a hundred bucks. Yeah, sure. It's a dinner. Yeah. Like. Okay. I mean, or two. It's two dinners. Yeah. He, here in America. Well, like, you can live off ramen anyway. But so what's okay? What's so get I'm to just your saying, two dinners. If you go out, I'm just saying. It, in compare, let's compare. A hundred dollars is nothing. Just saying, okay. it's nothing. Okay. Because it doesn't it doesn't pay your bills at all. Okay. So let's say you get five hundred dollars and you're really committed. You're like, I wanna be a full time musician and I wanna only live off of gigs, right? Okay. So how do you manage these five hundred? Like let's let's put everything into consider consideration, like living in a cardboard box, but then how are you gonna you know, so how would you do this? How well, this you have five hundred dollars a month? So let's talk about this. This yes. is a thing here in Tahoe. Um, part of it is, is because water. here in Tahoe, you, for especially for the summer months, the weather is very nice here. So a lot of people that come through the area are camping here or living in a van or tiny okay. living. So you have to start with that. Like is you there can't a fee for camping here? Depends on where you are. And I think a lot of people kind of stealth it or they have they make friends and they their friend will say, hey, you can park your van here or whatever. So, you know, there, there's kind of a technique, okay. and it's a very Tahoe way of living, uh -huh. as a lot of people live in their vans, or they live in a... Actually, I think the, 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 the keyboardist, he Chase... Does, he lives in a van, right? He lives in, he a, van, in a van, and that's what he does. He that's, not, that's not uncommon, though, yeah. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Here, there is a culture here in Tahoe, which I've brought up before, yes. of, of, the, of the ski bum culture, yeah. which, which the ski bum culture is like 10 people in a studio apartment... It's the same as the musician lifestyle, crashing on a couch, crashing on a floor, uh, living in a van. No, Bortz has a fancy van. He had a fancy van. We're not talking like a fancy van. Oh, we're, we're not talking, talking fancy vans? No, no one has a fancy van. Oh. So it's... Oh, are we talking like like just like bigger cars that are not really a, a caravan? Or some They're just, just a van. But some people just camp. That's another thing, huh. too. A lot of people here just camp. You can go out into the woods or you can go far out. With and, your tent? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and technically, it can be... Technically, it can be illegal, but the likelihood of you getting caught yeah. is very, very low. If yeah. you go out into the woods, the only person that's going to find you is a ranger or a hiker or something. Yeah. And there's so much open space here that that's, that's incredibly unlikely. I've known plenty of people who lived in the woods. Yeah, but also... Hold you on, wanna... wait. Let me finish my point. Okay, so okay, sorry. I've known plenty of people that live in the woods. So, so basically, your living expenses, as far as place of living, needs to be zero or almost zero. Yeah. Like it needs to be almost zero. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, obviously, a lot of gigs up here, and this is true of a lot of U.S. places, give you a tab or they give you food. So a lot of places up here, like especially if you go to somewhere, you know, I'm not going to name specific people because, this, you know, I don't want them to take this the wrong way. But you can, like a lot of places up here, you get a pizza. Like we got a pizza the other night from your gig. Yeah. You can live off a of pizza for a few days. Like if you're not a slob or you're yeah. not a pig, you can live off. A I pizza can't for live a few off a of pizza for a few days. I know because you're you and if you're it, spoiled. If it's a large spoiled, pizza, I need issue. it for the whole day. That's the thing. You are spoiled. And so maybe I fine. need something else too. But like, I bet these guys, and this is what I'm saying, the Tahoe lifestyle. These guys can live off a of pizza for a couple of days, or oh. they can live off of whatever they get. So you have to be strategic about what you do with your tabs. So like, you, if you get tabs. 
especially if you're playing gigs that have that over and over, you have to be strategic about them. Okay. So that cuts a lot of your food budget because you can reduce your food budget down to, you know, whatever. A large pizza doesn't last an hour. So wait, so the tab is not paid? The tab is, yeah, the tab is given to the musician. A lot of times, a lot of times a band will get a tab. Right, Soul Bear? I'm the same. It's like a, a large pizza. It's like, it's Yeah, but large. if you had to, this is different. If you had, you, okay, you're if very I had spoiled to, right now. If, if I you, had to, and I wasn't a fat piece of shit. And no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I said if you're living in a van and you're making $500 a month, living the dream, yeah. you have to do this. Like, okay. you don't have a choice. And so, then if you are buying food, you're living basically off of the dollar store. You're going to the dollar store, at least in my opinion. Like, I'm not going to lie, Oh, and you chat. get ramen and stuff there? I'm not going to lie, chat. For the most part, when Sarah's not here, my grocery bill is like 60 bucks a month, 50, 60 bucks. That's a month. insane. That's what I, but I don't like, for me, I know how to do it. And I've yeah. lived that way my whole life. Like I've lived poor most of my life. Same. So it's like, I understand. That's why I love the dollar do store because it's like, you can get all the stuff for See, $1? See, I'm a step above that, but I, I, I will go to grocery stores and I will take advantage of deals and I keep it really basic. And I'm not a person... Sarah eats a lot. That's thank true. You, thank you. And I'm not a person that needs to have a ton of diversity in what I'm eating. Like I, I when I lost a hundred pounds and I, I was really focused on weight loss, I ate chicken and rice every night for two years. Yeah, but chicken and rice is can be expensive because chicken no, can frozen be chicken. Frozen chicken's cheap. Oh. Rice is cheap. Like that, I can lit. You. It's can, also healthy. Yes, but, but also some people do that with fish. But I guess like if you live somewhere, yeah, fish if you live somewhere where fish isn't, you know, you where you don't a, live by the ocean, you can or something. buy a giant bag of chicken breasts at Walmart or whatever for ten bucks or whatever. So like I, when I, when you're not here, that's basically what I live off of. <laughs> you eat other musicians and absorb their talents. <laughs> you know, talent. That's true. Um, but I'm just I saying, just hold, but in general, souls, so but, you're asking you know. you're asking the question. Yeah. You're like 500. So that okay. would probably be double or triple my grocery budget. I could live a little bit larger yeah. if I were doing that. You, but would, I don't. Go, you would take out a, a groupie to dinner? No, I wouldn't do that. No. I, I don't. And if, then you would no. you would find a way to, to, to fuck her in her apartment and not in your tent? Uh, what is this with groupies? <laughs> I Listen, I, I, I wouldn't have groupies because I'm not that type of musician. So okay. that isn't so a thing. I have, so, so, okay, so right how now do you, we're at where zero. Do you we're, go? Hold on. We're at zero living expenses for the most part. Yeah. We're at 50 to 100. We'll just call it 100 bucks a month in, in food. Okay. And then also leveraging my okay. tabs and also leveraging that stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a thing. So And then you, hold on. Now, then, we gotta, then we got to have some money for gas. So that's yes. probably going to be a hundred bucks a month, if that. Yeah. Um. So so we've still got three hundred bucks left, and three hundred bucks is whatever. It's play okay, money. It's but, drinking money. It's. But you it's, need to shower. Yeah, but where do you shower? You can. There's lots of places to shower. Okay. Uh, what the best thing to do is to get a gym membership. So that'll be like thirty to forty bucks a month. And so you shower thirty at the to gym. forty bucks a month. Unless unless you're willing to drive to Carson, which in Carson there are ten dollar a month gyms. I'm just saying in general. It just but I'm just saying not... if you live in Carson City, yeah. It like like let's say you're a musician that that is going between Reno, Carson, and Tahoe, where yeah. we are. In Carson, there are ten dollar a month gyms. So okay. you get a ten dollar a month thing, um, and and also, <laughs> yeah, no health insurance, never fix your car. I'm just yeah. saying, like, you you asked a specific question. I'm trying to give you a specific answer of how people make this happen. Hi, DJ Montague. What is up, DJ Montague? Can I get a shout-out for DJ Montague? 
pray your shit never breaks. That's yeah. always a thing. That's it's always going to break down, though, because all of your shit is old. But you have to learn to fix your own shit. Like, ah. this is a thing. Yes. So if you are that type of musician, you don't have a choice. Like, yeah. I, that is exa- exactly why I fixed my, synth- my, my MIDI interface, because it's like I can't afford to get this fixed. Um, but also, and, yeah, like. You just don't have a choice. Yes, yeah. and it's a, it's a good skill. I have yes. no handy skills at all. I'm not a handy person at all. I'm so I'm, handy. Oh, are we doing that? Are we doing yeah. That? Is that what we're doing? I'm right so now? Handy. Why is it so slow? <laughs> anyway, so that's that's yes. So, so how do you how do you make that work? Is exactly what so I'm saying. So gym right membership. There. You have a tent tent or van or van um food mix food, of tabs, tabs and groceries groceries dollar store yeah dollar then you store. have your phone you also have to pay bills of your phone cuz you need you internet get... you need internet too because maybe, you need you need maybe, you need to communicate not. with you See, of but course here's, you need to communicate here's what with i would people. say so again if you want to be smart which i don't think most musicians do this and you're actually gigging in those kinds of things like it's a huge deal to me to do advertising Uh, And a lot of people do shitty advertising. They'll just print flyers or they'll do stuff like that. And they're not like handing them to people or doing like the hard work. Like I think these days having some sort of budget to announce your shows and promote your shows and try to get more. I mean, you have $300, you know, a month. Well, but I think, and again, it depends on how aggressive you want to be. I would tell people this is business coaching advice, but if you're in a business, your marketing budget needs to be, especially in your first few years when you're taking a loss, needs to be between 20 and 50% of your of your income. So in this case, that would be between 100 and $250 okay. a month that's devoted specifically to your promotion because that makes you more money. Yeah. Like it, it brings more people in. It means more tips. It's all that kind of thing. But your life is going to suck. And yeah. I, I want to tell, tell people a story. So when I was living in Boston, I went to this music festival, and it was a super fun thing. I've told this story on stream before, but it was called Weird Rock. And it took place in a yoga studio, and it was like 30 sweaty dudes standing around a bunch of bands playing in a yoga studio, and you couldn't wear your shoes into the venue, and that kind of thing, and it was called Weird Rock. And there were some killer bands. Actually, I talk about this band Wax Chattels all the time. They were from New Zealand, um, and they actually put on an amazing show. Like, they were freaking awesome. And as they were taking the stage, literally before they start playing, the keyboard gets up, and he's like, um, um, excuse me, um, if anybody has a basement or a couch that we can crash on, we have nowhere to go tonight. Please come up and talk to us at the merch booth after the show. One, two, three. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's like, that's the life. So it's oh like. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And it's like, that is exactly what they did. And somebody gave, I was actually going to offer them a basement. But my girlfriend at the time. Nice. My, I couldn't because my girlfriend at the time was so anal about that stuff. Oh, she didn't want she didn't, she didn't want, want, want them. Oh, and I was like, and the sucked. I I was I, I mean, I hope she sucked. I would, know no. I, mean. I wasn't a fan of that decision. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of that decision, but I yeah, free CD to let us crash. Exactly. And it's like if you like this show, can we sleep on your couch? This is common. And that's what I'm saying like you make it work. Um I was talking to I have a good friend Sorry, that's Patek. part of a that's part of a that's part of a pretty well known indie band here in the US and they're starting to get a following in Europe 
They're called the Family Crest. I talk the caravan about, was full. I talk about them all the time. They are amazing musicians, and they have amazing music. The Family Crest, check them out. They do shows on Facebook for some reason, which I've been trying to get Liam to do Twitch forever, but for some reason he's stuck on Facebook. Can't explain it? Sure, that's what he does. But the Family Crest, we talk. I talk about this with them all the time because they are a seven-piece band when they're doing full touring. Yeah, that's difficult and, to pay. And here in the U.S., like, one of the issues you have when we talk about music a lot, Sarah, is that you have a very European mentality when it comes to, like, how music venues treat I you do. and how you get booked. And yeah, the U.S. could not be more different. Because, it, it's so I different. I mean, it's not European because I think in okay. Portugal it's different. But in, in Germany, most people still respect musicians. Yeah. You know, and most people and most venues are still like, oh, you're a musician. Oh. And, and sometimes you get even a waitress for the band like you get a, a dedicated waitress who See, brings that's you called stuff being famous. That but um i do realize and know and have played gigs where you don't where the any waiter doesn't even does doesn't even notice you and it's like hey yeah. i would like a water or something and they're like oh i can't see you <laughs> well here, and in here in the u.s this is what i uh, here in the u.s as in most of the world musicians or artists 80 to 90 percent of venues here only cater to cover musicians or musicians that are specifically making good money for the bar for the venue they literally just care about you as an attraction yes and 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 the the uh, if you're an original musician and you're playing only original music or you're you're putting on a bill with a bunch of original music you're either playing in the middle of the week at one of those venues or you're playing at a dedicated club for your scene which is either the local indie music club or sometimes there's local metal clubs or local punk clubs or local theaters or like and those bars are always shitholes yeah. <laughs> there's no way they are always shitholes they they, they suck and and yet that's the only place you can go and here if you want to make it as an indie band you're probably unless you're very very lucky you're probably going to be playing for years in these little shitholes on four or five band bills yeah. with people who don't know you. And then when you're a seven piece and you're making, you know, whatever your split is of the door, or your hundred bucks that you were offered Gosh, or whatever. I hate door deals. Whatever it is, you're having to do that. And and now with COVID, I think it's totally going to change even for the worse even more, which I was saying. like Because nobody has money. A lot of those venues that were indie friendly and all those things were the ones that are barely hanging on. They know they're not going to make a ton of money off these bands or they're counting on like one or two big shows a month that are really going to pay the bills. A lot of those places that were hanging on, even in Boston, like I follow a bunch of Boston venues still on my Instagram and a lot of them have shut down. Yeah. Like especially those little indie venues that are like, all right, we'll let your crust punk band play here, you know, for 50 bucks or a cut of the door or whatever, you know, and, and they just put no money into the venue and the sound system sucks if they have one. And it's like, that's, that is indie music here. And one of the things that's happened, even before COVID, I was talking with, the reason I brought up the Family Crest is I was talking to them and I'm like, how do you live? Like, how do you survive with the seven piece? All of them have day jobs, which all, and they're, they are a band that gets, you know, tens of thousands of streams. Because they have streams. families, right? No. Do they not most have Most of a... them don't. Now oh. they're starting, like, so the band is losing members. They're, they're having trouble keeping people all the time for financial reasons, one. And then also because what has happened is the middle class musician used to be a thing. There used yeah. to be a musician that could make 50, 100, 150,000 a year, a band that could do that. Like what you described you were doing in Europe to some extent, 
used to exist here in the U.S. You used to be able to, if you worked it's hard. It's getting less and less in Europe too, by the and, way. And it's and it's it's so much worse here. Like I know how my, I mean, I I played with old guys, right? Yeah, like of course. my. I played with mostly old guys, and that's how you know how I learned so much in in so little time. Yeah. Because I didn't I didn't tour around with the youngsters that are basically green. No, I I toured around with the guys that have been doing this for forty years or something. Yeah. And uh, who all who can teach you all the tricks and and tips and you know as a musician or as a performer. Yeah. And uh, they all said like in the eighties you used to get like easily like. 3000 or something per yeah. person. Yep. And it's like, it was like, oh, I have so much money. I'm going to buy a, a car, like an extra car and yep. a sports car because I don't know what to do with all this money. And like, without even being like super famous or anything, right, it's like, course. like you said, um, middle class musicians would get like thousands per person. Yeah. And they that would, they would actually thing. mourn that. Like I heard that's those stories all the time of those older musicians being like, man, nowadays we get like, what 400 euros a person if even that um or 500 if it's like a wedding or something weddings weddings still kill weddings are really it's still not the same it's still not not the same same. in comparison to apparently the 80s um maybe even the 90s but especially the 80s and 70s and everything before that where you got thousands per person and this is like for for bands that and they were young back then that's the thing like they weren't they weren't as famous as they are today so it's like they're getting less and less pay because also apparently the 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 venues also make less money you know well that i don't agree with that i actually I mean, feel the small like, bar makes less money let's be honest uh, i don't know how true that is the difference used to be and i think that 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 a lot of uh, i think this is an issue with a lot of bar and restaurant owners now is they don't look at these things as partnerships and they don't look at these things as creating experiences yeah, they, they for their venue anymore. Yeah, they see it as expenses. Yeah, they see it as an expense. expense. You're, just a, you're just a dude yeah. that comes through. Rather than if you are a venue, it's like, think about, this is, a, this is obviously an old story, but think about the Beatles, for example, became big where they, they built their chops and where they were playing every night was they were granted a residency by a bar in Germany. <laughs> this is talked about all the time. And they had to go out and hustle every night. They would be out in the street bringing people into the show yeah. and doing that kind of thing. But but the venue invested in them and the venues promoted a lot more and they wanted to create a certain type of experience. I feel like that's less and less because everybody, yes, there are more expenses and there are issues with that. But also inflation has gone up. It's five, six bucks for a beer wherever yeah. you go now or more. Like inflation has kept pace. That's the what I'm saying. Is, like a hundred dollars is not worth anything. Because right, you're very easily you so you spend a hundred dollars even in a bar, of course. Like you know, even in a bar you spend very easily a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane actually. Well, and that's the thing. It's like okay, so yeah, I get that. I I agree with that. I do think that there's been an increasing attitude of people again that they that people don't want to pay entertainment. I even experienced that. Like I ran karaoke. I, I had a karaoke company for years and years and years. And over the six or seven years I was running it, pay went down and down and down. Yeah. And it, it's, again, because most venues at this point don't see that as an investment in their culture. And the other thing that I think sucks now 
is so many venues do such a shit job of promotion and they're putting it all on the artist. They're putting it all on the artist to do it. Now, does the artist have some responsibility to sell some tickets and do those things? Absolutely. I think they, they're part, but it's a partnership. And a lot of times that's part of the benefit of being a venue yeah. is that you should have foot traffic or you should have a culture. Or you should have those things like and a lot of venues try to cut around that and basically put it all on the artist and be like, well, if you're not bringing X, Y, Z, yeah, then we're not going to we're not going to give you big money. And it, yeah. I just think it's a horrible attitude. I think the way that it was done in the past is obviously a smarter model. Yeah, yes. venues most of the time do literally nothing. Yeah, the they musicians. do nothing. Like one interesting story, again, talking about the family crest, they talk about this on their podcast all the time, is one of the members, uh, Liam and, and Laura, are husband and wife, and she's a female, and the only female in a band of six dudes. Yeah. You know, six dudes and her. I know how that feels. And most <laughs> venues don't have facilities, as you probably know, for women here huh. in the U.S. So a lot of times... They'll, you'll have a hole in the ground as a woman or you won't have a shower or you won't have whatever because most of the bands are men. I mean, if anything, it was like the same bathroom for both genders. Or, yeah, but but know. this is the thing. Like she described that with a lot of venues that you would go to. It's like the oh. facilities are bad enough and yeah. there was so little provided for women in general yeah, yeah. that you were just fucked. Like you would have to go out to a cafe around the corner or whatever Oh wow, and, and okay. do that because they're just... It's like these venues are so poorly I don't really it's care, crazy. to be honest, about stuff like that well, because terrible. I grew up in Portugal. And in Portugal, there are, and you will not believe it, do you, there in Portugal still are, and I think there's uh, Asian countries that st still have this too, where in like small cafes or, or small little dive bars, the bathrooms are literally a ceramic hole in the ground yeah it's like the bat the, the the toilet is is you squat over it you can't sit on anything because it's just a ceramic hole basically yeah. and uh yeah so you know if but, that but happens i'm is, like this just shows to me it shows <laughs> the attitude towards entertainment it's like one of the famous things here but that's for customers like that's what i'm yeah, saying but those and, are and for customers saying, and then it's so it's going to be a million times worse it's not so usual anymore, but I remember when I was a kid, um, it's not so usual anymore, especially in the in the cities and stuff. But like in the small villages, if there's like a little centro or a little, you know, a little um, um, bar or something in, in the small village, it's a thing. Um, I mean, I don't know if that, if that's a thing nowadays anymore, but when I, when I was a kid, that was a thing. Yeah, but I understand. And again, that's just something that like. This isn't even, we're not even just talking about luxuries. We're talking about accommodation at all. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not saying not luxuries, just there's we're nothing. We're not talking for about, I like, need you don't even my, get a hole. You get my nothing. gummy bears to be only red gummy no, bears and backstage. <laughs> you get literally nothing. And so that's something she talks about a ton on the podcast. And, and yeah. it's an issue that's unique to that. But the middle class musician is dying. And I, I really it am is, concerned. Yeah. I'm concerned that with COVID, like, it's going to be a million times worse. And then everybody will just, we talk about this so often on the show, so sorry you're a broken record about this. But then everybody will just tell you, oh, fucking be grateful. Like, living a musician is a cush job, and it's living the dream, and you should just accept it, and you should accept, accept that Spotify pays you nothing, and you should accept <laughs> that these platforms take 50%, and you That's should accept Swift, that venues. Even Taylor Swift didn't want to. I don't know if she is on Spotify she is now. now, yeah. She's but succumbed. she wasn't on she Spotify for it. a long time because she understood that you're getting nothing. Well, that's why Tidal is a thing, but it's also hilarious that Tidal was a laughing stock right off the bat. Yeah. But what's interesting about it is who the fuck do you think funded that? The only reason that there was internet campaigns, this was before people were savvy to the fact that there were internet campaigns. 
guaranteed the record labels were, were hiring yeah. people and, and pushing that message as a PR message. That title's a joke, the artists on it are a joke, artists that wanna get paid are just greedy. And that taps into something in everybody here in the US, there's this mentality that all celebrities are greedy and they just want more than their share and they wanna buy another yacht. And it's funny because it's, it's basically, you know, other people who are, you know, middle-class people yelling at other middle-class people yeah. like most musicians are not in that boat or even close most musicians are choosing to live these shitty lives like what we yeah. just talked about so that i feel goes like back it's, to your a, original it's a it's a general problem because i see that middle class is actually just vanishing in general of course yeah. doesn't matter if it's musician or whatever industry you're in i feel like middle class is really vanishing and it's just leaving a huge gap between you know people that barely get by and people that make so much money. Yeah, of course. It's it's really a, there there is there is a discrepancy and it's it's getting bigger and bigger of because course, yeah. in music it's it's you can see it um, alone in ticket prices. It's like you you either get to a show that is like 150, 200 or even $300 for like the big act which is like big in pop or right. or was big or is right. famous famous musician or Seven dollars for the indie band. Nobody knows. Yeah, and there's not really the the, the middle well, ground the is getting is less never, and less. And the, and the indie band is not alone. So it's seven dollars for the indie band plus three other bands on the bill yeah. or two other bands on the bill, and they're all splitting that. And yeah. as I said, I went to a show uh, not long ago where the opening act was literally outside with their dad, trying to hawk tickets yeah. because if they didn't sell enough tickets for the show, they weren't going to get any pay. And so they were out on the streets doing That's those insane, things. And it's like, dude. yeah, and, and I'm not saying, again, that musicians deserve some huge privilege or something. No, But I just... also feel like everybody everybody screws the creator. Yeah. That's the problem. It's like the creator is always at the bottom of the hill. All the shit rolls downhill. And everybody's like, oh, well, you know, the musician can suffer. The entertainment can suffer. When it's like a lot of times this is the draw of the venue. You wouldn't have a venue. Like, you wouldn't have a billion-dollar Spotify if not for music as a commodity. And, yes, I understand that most of Spotify's income is based off of art, people who are playing the same five to ten artists over and over and over. Like, I get that. And that's what everyone will paint as the opportunity. Like, oh, well, you have a chance to, to be, you know, in that. But most people don't listen that way. We already know statistically it's very, very difficult to get discovered. And when you do, you don't make any money for it. So, yeah. and, and people will say, oh, your music music doesn't have value. And it's like, well, that isn't true either. It's, so, very, dif yeah. it's very difficult to leverage all of this, especially um, because I feel like $9 or $10 a month for Spotify is not enough. That's not even how much you would pay for the album, for one album that you're listening 15, to. Yeah, like yeah. one album, yeah. right? Now imagine you go on Spotify, just listen, which is nobody does that. You listen in a month probably to hundreds of albums, yeah. um, especially if you just discover stuff or whatever, which is good. But $10 a month, and, and if everybody pays $10 a month, you can never, never, never pay the musicians what what they're what they're worth. Yeah, but, of course not. Yeah. But or what they would make by selling a CD and al or album or USB or whatever on the internet now. or buy or, my T-shirt or, or on most musicians are T-shirts on shops. gigs. <laughs> but the other thing is, is also why should people pay it if on YouTube you get the full album anyways? Yeah. You well, know, or, or on SoundCloud, or but that's, now wherever. You're, now you're making the argument for Twitch again, though. You're making the argument for direct patronage, which is what Twitch. No, really I'm just is. saying this is how people think. I understand. And this that. is the problem, and this is so difficult to leverage because you have so much free, the same free. Why should I pay? And then it's like, okay, you're not paying enough. 
because like it would also be you you couldn't it's just it's just really difficult nowadays um yeah. it's just really really difficult it's hard being um, a anyway yeah. no when it comes to digital music i think venues and stuff i think it could it could be so much easier but in terms of digital music it's so difficult yeah so difficult to leverage all of that you know so so obviously let's getting back to the original point of surviving on 500 a month it's certainly possible here and it's certainly possible to you know it's not going to be a glamorous life but it's certainly possible to do it and you know again i think most of most musicians even uh, especially like the jam band musician types that you're playing with don't can think of themselves in that sense. They don't think of promoting themselves that way. Yeah. They, you still see a lot of things like amongst those guys, like, oh, Instagram, social media is making a big difference, or people are finding out, and they're they're they're. Nobody it's not cares. Gonna, it's not going to be doing a ton. Like social media, do social media now. doesn't do a lot unless you pay for. Oh it. yeah, and I'm just talking about here because she was bringing up a specific point about yeah. how would you live here. No, That's I'm just how saying in here. general. But yeah. five hundred dollars would go off a longer way if you lived in the Midwest, though, or if you were somewhere else. There's play, and then if you lived in New York or you lived in LA, it would go a lot less. Yeah. So it's like it just depends on what you're doing, and and you know it. I agree with that 100%. I was mostly just talking about here because you were referring to here, but most of the, those musicians aren't doing true promotion for themselves. Yeah. And the other thing about events like open mic and that kind of thing is you're not, yes, you're making connections and you're you're having a good time with other people, but you're not making money doing those things. So I have a question. So okay. imagine somebody, like I said again, wants to just live this life and they're like, I am willing to live in a tent for a few months, if not a few years just to do this yeah so your you would advise them if they get like 500 a month and this is just five five poorly paid gigs so they have a lot of time they probably can hustle somehow um but it man they, they could probably also stream you know and do things like that stream in their free time or stream their gigs they or whatever. could but a lot of people don't do that a yeah lot but of you could that's an extra thing that you, that has a little bit of extra income well and they, even this gigs, is just a hundred dollars don't and i think that that streaming gigs doesn't because you don't have what makes you money on twitch which is the interaction like if you don't have someone that's specifically interacting with the chat or keeping people there or giving them a reason like streaming a gig can help if you're a bigger band but i don't think it does that well yeah i'm just saying streaming in general just you know okay. you have five, five i mean five days of, of of the of the month you're working what are you doing the rest of the month well but you, you know and I, I mean? you and i are the ones that know that kind of thing that's like, basically most what i don't. thought actually that's how i started streaming is i had two gigs uh in the beginning of the month and the rest of the month i had nothing to do i had no gigs right. and i was like what am i doing like I have all this time. I certainly could make me money somehow. So I I did I start I pressed record on or pressed start start streaming or whatever um on 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 Twitch. And that's basically how I thought about it because it's like you have so much time. You, you like this time can be yeah. converted into money somehow even if it's just a little money. But now the question is so if somebody comes to you and is like, "Hey, I get $500 a month." Would you advise that musician to take 100 to 200 to do ads yes. and then basically scale up? And do you think they would be, how long do you think it would take, like, more or less, for them to actually be able to afford a shitty apartment? And Man, that's tough to say. It depends on the market and it depends on what they're doing in the ads. 
and there's some learning curve involved with that. Of course. But I think that I'm literally just drawing the example of drawing people to paying gigs, whether it's tickets or whether it's you know people that convert into merchandise sales. It's like looking at your trends in comparison to that, especially in local markets. Like again, speaking to Tahoe, it's not that expensive to advertise here and have really good penetration, like to really get that ad out there. You said penetration. I know yeah. I did, but that's I know we're 12, but I'm just saying like <laughs> it makes sense like. It does make sense to do that. Um, and it depends on how aggressive you want to be and how much you want to skimp on your lifestyle. Like, again, if you're an entrepreneur or you're doing this in a business, it's just how fast do you want that growth curve to go? You still have to put in the time, but the more that you're investing in promoting yourself and advertising and like true advertising, and yeah, that's not even talking about time. That's not talking about networking or open mics or handing out flyers or handing out music or talking to people or going to other people's gigs or doing that stuff. Um, it's just saying flat out, like driving to those things. Most people still are not sophisticated enough to realize that they need to do that. And that would probably result if you're watching the trends in more pickup over time, just period, because you can't assume, especially since most people are inundated with information these days, that people know what's going on. And venues don't do this stuff anymore. Like venues used to do that type of thing uh, and used to see more advertising campaigns and more promotion from them, but they don't do that as much. You're lucky if you get a sign or a flyer now from a venue. So yeah. it, uh, the best thing you can do if you're not doing music streams is to encourage people in buying merch. Yes. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm just factoring in the straight. You but got you have to get the merch first. You have to yeah, have money to invest in that first, which has a cost. Yes. And like I said, let's just go from the from the 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 idea of just having five hundred dollars a month. Um, and this is also difficult to get at first because you you have to get those five gigs a month month in the first place. Right. But let's just say you are at the place of getting five hundred dollars a month on average. Yeah. Um, with shitty gigs, you know, yeah. and having like <clears throat> playing whatever, especially I feel Which like if you as put a solo a little, musician, you, a you can do bit, that. I think if you put a little bit of work into it, you know, and you're, and you're networking enough and all that stuff, that's a reasonable expectation. Spe but especially if you are a solo musician. Well, yeah, that's what because we're not I, talking about anything but that. I'm not talking about a band. Yeah. A band is totally different economics. Like you can't survive off this. Um, and so like if you are a guitarist or, or like any harmonics instrumentalist plus singing, you See, are able to do. I want to. I want to speak to that Soul Bear because you said he says I sure do enjoy your music. So very talented. I don't want a cup of noodle and beg to sleep in people's basement lifestyle for you. That's how I've been living the Aww, last. Two, thank I, you, Soul but Bear. I'm honest. Like that's how I've been living the last three years. Like since I started Twitch, that's how I've been living. Like I don't joke around when I say like what I eat depends on Twitch. Like last month was actually the first month I haven't had a payout from Twitch and since I started streaming. So like, and, and part of that was I, I wasn't able to stream as much. And part of that is just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. Like I realized that coming in and my stream over the past two and a half years to build it to what it is, which is tiny in comparison to someone like Sarah or something else is an astronomical amount of work. And yeah, I knew that that was, it's a sacrifice that I choose to make. It's like, do I, I, I like making music and I like doing this kind of thing. But yeah, no, that's what I've done. I've done. It's why like last year when my car broke down, it was like, all right, well, I either figure this out on stream or I don't have a car. Yeah. And like, that's the type of stuff I've, those are the, the choices I've been dealing with. And it's not as much of an option for me to just go out and be like, oh, I'm just going to play gigs. So like, you're basically living the same life. You just have a, well, you just have a, 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 an apartment. Well, no, I work a day job too. Yeah. And the day job is what pays for the apartment. Exactly. And the day job almost died because of COVID. So yeah. that's the thing. It's like, 
And the You're payout, and this is now. just if you don't know, the payout on Twitch, you have to make at least a hundred dollars per month for them to pay it out. And, and so I you didn't, didn't get that last I month. I made, so you, I made $92 last month. And that's, yeah, there were some donations and stuff, but my Twitch bits and some subs last month was $92. Yeah. So I didn't make the payout for that. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's like, you just go through that and it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm, that's how you live. And yeah, it's the same idea. It's like, just for me, there was never, I, I mean, had I, I lucked into this because I never had this expectation when I came into Twitch. I never expected Twitch to be anything other than I want to write songs. This is what I enjoy doing. And it, when it became that, it was a good thing. And I was very fortunate through COVID to be able to have built enough to get some support through this stuff because I would not have made it through that COVID period if not for Twitch. Like I made that very clear. And Sarah is experiencing it now because Sarah is not doing full time on Twitch and has been working in my business. And now you're right up against the same walls I've been. Like COVID is over and you're seeing exactly what I'm seeing. The marketplace sucks right now. Yeah. Like I could have gone out and done what we were doing right now on, on proposal sites and contractor sites. And I would have had double, triple the business that we yeah. get now. Like we fight to get one or two people and everything is for lower money than it should be in pain. Cause yeah, because people don't have money. Everybody's in pain. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, I get that. And it's like, but and you see that with that. what people are willing to pay, which you know? is what, which is why I was saying, like for me, I had that that crossroads, and I made the decision to invest more time and energy into Twitch last year, um, last year in March. It was like I was at a crossroads. I lost a bunch of clients the month before because of COVID and country shutting down and and that kind of thing. And so I was like, well, what do I do with this time? Because I'm going to be locked down. I can't go get a job. Like I can't. There's nothing I could do. Like and and. You know, I, I just went, all right, I'm just going to go full bore with Twitch. And in some ways I treated it, you know, it was it was, it was more than a full-time job when I look at the hours for last year and that kind of thing. So it was that. And, and again, I feel very fortunate for that. And now we're having a rebound on Twitch where like Twitch. Twitch, Twitch has streamers, been, yeah. Twitch, Twitch is all dead right yeah, now. Yeah, Twitch it's, is dead right now. Yeah. Um, a lot of Twitch streamers are suffering right now. Uh, internationally like a lot of streamers i don't know if you are a twitch streamer you probably have been noticing and it, during COVID, the same thing you probably have been noticing how um it has been way less gift subs that's one of the yeah. most things yes donations go down yes subs go down and stuff but that's just normal but one of the biggest things that i've been seeing on everybody's channel like everybody that i've talked to who is a twitch streamer it's gift subs. They're going down so much. I mean, everything is going down, but the gift subs are sometimes like very vital to your channel. Yeah. Um, and it, it's as if like people are kind of done with doing gift subs, but but also you know sometimes people donate instead. Um, but gift subs have been going down significantly, and yeah. um, and that's the thing. Well, and and the thing is true here. You're also experiencing that there's papers full of jobs and stuff here in the U.S. But, like, you'll see stuff yeah, for, exactly ten, for master's degree in marketing, 10 years of experience in marketing, you know, move up here to Tahoe for $17 an hour. Like, it's literal bullshit. Yeah. And, this and that's is the, the thing. The like, thing it's just, it's yeah, just that's not. why the, everything is full of now hiring and nobody is taking it. It's because especially here. In yeah, Tahoe, yeah, it's because they're not paying enough. Like you cannot yeah. live off of the money that they're paying because the, 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 the businesses themselves have lost so much money unless it's a big business. You know, yeah. they lost money, too, but they still have money to pay reasonable um, uh, pays. Um, 
But like the smaller or, or mid mid class um, businesses, they just don't have the money to pay the people the same that they could, and it's a it's a huge problem. It's a huge huge problem. And um, but yeah, I mean, so getting back to we moved away from the topic here of playing gigs and that kind of thing. Yeah. So and, and I I had a train of thought that we basically went totally off on our normal rants about how everyone is poor <laughs> and, and like that's that's everyone true. is poor. I need yeah. we need to make a a, a song about that. I, I don't want poor. to do that because I just investing the time everyone and talking about that is called my stream. My stream <laughs> is that like that's that's me doing that. Um, and I I agree like well and and with the the channel metrics that you're talking about potato is that. Yeah, it, you have to take the the top 0.1% out of it or whatever, like the top 500 earners or whatever. Yeah. They don't operate on the same rules as everybody else. Of course. And then you're looking at the general economy the of Twitch, and it's like, yeah, the, the people that are in the rest, you know, are, are exactly what you're saying. Like the music category as a whole has kind of taken a big dive. Yeah, any, anything from small to medium, medium streamers are suffering significantly yeah, significantly um, like we know people we know people who used to average two to three hundred people who are now at like 80 or something yeah. and it's like uh, and they also obviously get less money and people get less interested and stuff like that so it's uh, yeah yeah so I think that you know that's a that's a yeah nice I am broke you are broke they are broke yeah <laughs> it's yeah, true it's to the melody <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's that's the thing. It's like I I get that, and you know that's that. It's tough, especially for musicians like me or Potato or people who are reliant on stream. Like Potato could probably go pick up gigs, and a lot of musicians here on Twitch could do that. But then there's a lot of musicians like me who can't do that. I like, mean, I am not... reliant on on Twitch too. You know, yeah. if I don't make money on your business, which again is difficult, um, especially right now after COVID. Um, playing gigs or planning for gigs is difficult too because I'm traveling all the time back and forth and yeah. uh, you can kind of match it but also it's like you know you can't do the spontaneous thing um, and uh, yeah it's just and Twitch has been like has yeah been and that, that's been true for me I mean I'm down 50% maybe more potato oh uh, I'm not I'm, I'm not so, even 50% yeah. I'm way less than 50% like my my numbers of everything have gone like my percentage I'm maybe at 20% right now or something. Going back to pay to play. No, In I'm anything. just saying like. Pay yeah. viewers, yeah. you know. Um. Yeah. So I get that. And, I, and and so today's guest featuring our hot boy singer. Oh, my God. Red Walrus, thank you so much for that song. So much, Red Walrus. I appreciate that. Five months. Thank you. And so I am getting us ready. We have We Speak English Good, who is hot boy summering. But right now he's watching TikToks of Be a Man. <laughs> And he's over here, and if I told him to be stitches, ready for the top of the hour. He can't be in the call, so we're trying to coordinate this as best as Oh, he as can't be can. in the call? No, not until Why? after. It's oh. a long story with his audio setup. So oh. There's things to let's consider. All right. Ready he's saying, let's here. get ready. I'm paying attention right back, to him over guys. here. So oh, wait. sit tight. Be right back. Where's he going? It's the top of the hour. It's 3 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. We speak English good. What is this? Don't go. Don't go for a pee break, please. Uh, I have to change. Yes. Super important. mega important question about the guest. Is this the date he couldn't get? Yes, that's true. Wazi, thank you so much. Thank that. you so much. How are you? Thank you. Four months. Thank I appreciate you. that so much. And, and I know that it's like the difference between, you know, Sarah and I and a lot of other people is like, 
you know, we just, we still continue to hustle in other areas. It's like, all right, yeah. well, this has gone down. What do we do? We have to figure something out. And that's just how it is. <laughs> 3D Code Warrior. Hey, hello, you are late. Um, okay, <laughs> give me one second, you guys. All right, I, he's, he needs one sorry, second. I'm sorry. Aw, thank you so much for the 100 bits. Drop in the for, hype train, right? For the hype train, good. guys. Thank you. thank you. I appreciate that so much. Thank yes, you, guys. This is, is a perfect opportunity to do the the hype train because uh, yeah, because we speak English good. We speak not English ready. good. Uh, so yeah, should we should we um, start writing the uh, we are all poor song? I'm not doing that right now. I don't want to write a song about being poor. That's you are the bad cop. I appreciate that code word. I'm usually the Come bad on, cop. Come on, I'm doing the mel I'm doing the the background. I'm not singing you need a song sing about no. I'm gonna mute your mic. I'm not singing a song about being poor. Fuck that nonsense. Why? I don't want to do that. That's attracting it's horrible energy into your life. Relatable. No, it's relatable to whoever. I don't care. It's attracting horrible energy into your life. We I don't want to do that. You are poor. You are poor. Fine. And I am poor. Poor. Bye. We anyway. are all poor. Fine. We're poor. We're all poor. Poor, 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 poor. You are poor, and I am poor, and you are poor, and we are poor. Poor. Okay, he's back. Ah, there all we right, go. Let's roll over. We speak English. We good. speak English. Go. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Are we ready to go? Someone tell me when to go, and we'll go. I got, I'm looking fine. I'm looking good. Things have been hot. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to go now, everybody. All right. Okay. Thank you, your favorite today, for canceling me. What's up, everybody? Wow. What's up, everybody? My name is Mikey P. I am going to, uh, <laughs> I just got canceled by your favorite today. And uh, I'm going to do a song for you. This is my latest single from, uh, uh, from me, it, it's from the show. We did it. We kind of. It was kind of born on this show, and uh, I, I am only stalling because I was not ready. So I'm gonna talk uh, like this until I'm ready. All right, guys. Thank you so much for inviting me on, Sarah and and Silence. You know I love you, Silence. I love. I just want to grab your nips. All right, guys. Here we go. Uh, it's been hot, hot out, don't you think? I feel like it's been a little. Too hot. Oh, God damn it. God damn. All right, here we go. I drink my white claw while I buy my Bitcoin with my fighting bucks. I jam EDM while I rub one out to Joe Rogan's podcast. It's gonna be a hot boy summer. It's gonna be a hot boy summer. It's gonna be a hot boy summer. It's gonna be hot boy summer. Bali pills, drink muscle milk while I'm smoking my douche flutes. I hit on a girl that told me to put my shirt back on. 
Shit, the reprise! <laughs> that was it. That's my whole performance, everybody. Thank you guys so much. We're gonna raid over to the silence noise. So uh that's what we're doing right now. This halfway from it is available now anywhere you guys stream your music. So please do come on through. All right, silence. I'm coming over to grab your boobs. He's coming our way. So you, you better you better watch. Thank out. you so much. Here he comes. You better watch out. What Here he comes. I gotta get back out. to where I'm going. Oh my god. He's coming. Oh my god. He's to this because I want to show this first. For those of you who are like, oh my god, that, that's horrifying. I like it, but Music Exposed Bulletin Board, for those of you that thank don't you know Thank you for that raid, is, by the way. Who speaks yes, thank you. We speak English good. He'll be joining us for his interview in just a second. But the Music Exposed Bulletin Board is updated every one of these shows right over here at musicexposed.show, which is where you can watch the show, get all the information on upcoming guests. But all of these, please, I ask everybody that's here, and I'm showing this here, to please go click on these songs and videos and support these artists and listen to them, including Rosemary Teal, who just joined us in the chat that I see here, and We Speak English Good, who's joining us. Both of their songs are here. 
and I'm going to get into this, but please make sure that you check it out, musicexposed.show. We do. We have a handy bulletin board that I want you all to check out. Please, God, check it out. It's clickety-click, but let's get to that. That's at musicexposed.show. Make sure that you check that out. And also for all of the updates and things on our on our show, you can show. find that here and who's coming up. We have EBX Aaron. I have to think about that the week that we're in L.A. because we're, we're in L.A. Uh, for EBX, or EBX Jen, not EBX Aaron, EBX Jen's Jen. show with us, who is our next EBX guest. Jen. And so we will go from there. But let's talk yeah. about the bulletin board while... Well, oh, I didn't join the room. I'm doing awesome. So I'll make sure that We Speak English Good gets ready and is here. He's ready. So let's go through this. Who is on the bulletin board this week? First of all, we've got Potato Frank, who is here in the chat. Thomas Frank. Why are you doing that? What? I'm I'm being your hype man. It's not annoying at all. I'm being your hype man. Yeah, I appreciate that. So anyway, Thomas Frank. Or do you prefer that I, I, like... Mime the things that you say. Sure, mime the things that I say. Okay. Normally, you wouldn't be on camera for this, so exactly. I have to do something. Yeah, that's true. So, so like, do you want me to to whisper the the last? Do thing whatever or? you want. It's okay. it's fine. It's not an ASMR stream. That's not happening. Anyway, so it's, I'm the hype so, man. I'm like, Potato so, like, Frank's band, Shimmering Echo. Oh my God, I'm hearing an echo from. Okay. You gotta change your sound. We speak English good. I'm hearing myself. So I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute him real quick because it's gonna drive me crazy if I don't. He's gotta fix his echo and then we'll go. Anyway, Potato Frank. Just dropped a new song with his project, Shimmering Echo. It's called Welcome to the Neighborhood. Uh, That's a DistroKid link up there, so you can listen to it on your favorite streaming service. Favorite streaming service. Musar Music, which a lot of you might not know. He does a lot of music instruction and music production and stuff on Twitch. Super useful information for a lot of you. Super cool guy. And has produced some other artists and worked with other other artists on Twitch. He just dropped his EP that's called The Rico Act. Uh, That's a DistroKid link as well. So you can listen to that on any of the music streaming services. That's from twitch.tv slash musk Tyler Levs, who's been on this bulletin board before, just dropped his new single uh, since our last break that's called Hit Me Like a Dream. That is available up on all the music streaming services. Chase Davidson, as I said, who kind of has a cheat code because he releases new songs every Friday, which I give him props for that. I did that when I was starting too, to do song a week. It is super awesome. He just dropped his new video for Get Right, um, and he's got new stuff every Friday. So I think that was a couple Fridays ago. He probably has other new songs up, but go check out his stuff. He does dance and uh, hip-hop and that kind of stuff. Um, Andy St. Louis, who many of you know is Andy the Frenchie, former guest on this show. She just dropped, I can't pronounce this French. Lehe de l'été. L'été. So the next summer hit. de l'été. It's in French. However, if you like watching Andy the Frenchie, which many of you probably do, you need to go check out her video for Lehe de l'été, the next summer hit, featuring Dustin Beaver and Naomi, which I, you and I need to have this conversation in a minute because I don't know what it is with when women are acting like men, they act like weird NSYNC douchebags. Like I don't. And her Dustin Beaver is very much that, and your Chaz is very much that. So check out her video for that. It's really awesome. Awesome. Yes. Hotel Security, a.k.a. which is the project of Luna Satori, who we need to get him on the show. He hasn't been on the show before. Um, it, it is He has a new band that's called Hotel Security. They just dropped a new uh, EP that's called Hot Sec. So check that out. They just had an Apple Music link for that. I don't know if they're posting in other places, but I used the Apple Music link. If there's a DistroKid link, I'll change that out. Hameda, a.k.a. Oh Nana Hams, who's been on this show before, does amazing stuff, and she just dropped her single that's called Millionaire. That's up Millionaire. on all of the streaming services. 
Rosemary Teal, who is here Rosemary in the chat, Teal. who performs tons of original songs and has finally start frozen. She's not Rosemary anymore. That's been gone for a long time. Yeah, but okay? I need to. I need to. I need to mime her somehow. Play a guitar or something. Oh. Do something. There you go. Rosemary Teal is finally starting to release Rosemary music. Teal. She just dropped the song. Yeah, it, I don't know what she's saying. She's just talking behind me. So it's like, what is she even saying? I don't know. So anyway, Rosemary Teal just dropped her Rosemary single, Teal. Honest, on all the streaming Honest. services. Uh, yes, you did. So that is available on Spotify. Please go check that out. Honest. And she has that stuff. Then Jordan Lane, who dropped a single on our last bulletin board, is dropping the album that's called Unfolding with that single Jordan and all Lane. the other, tra other tracks. So that is a DistroKid link and available on all the streaming services. And then finally, our guest today, We Speak English Good, just dropped Hot Boy Summer, which that was a hot video. It's a hot single. It's amazing. It's up on Spotify. It was super hot. And he is our guest today. We Speak English Good. Let's see if he, I can come back without the echo. It sounds like I'm back without the echo, which is good news. He's fixing it. He's fixing it all for us. And our guest today is We Speak English Good. I'm so grateful to have him. I can't hear my crowd because I started OBS out of order today. But Not our crowd is here. I know. It's super awesome when I do that. But We Speak English Good is here. Hi. Over here. Hi, We Speak English Good. Let's see if we can hear him. I love that wig. I really do. The Danzig wig. Hi, We Speak English Good. I don't think he can hear us. He, he can't hear us. He looks beautiful, though. Hi. Hi. I can't hear you. I can he hear you through hear. the stream, but I can't hear you through. Yeah. You couldn't me get the audio source to work. So we have an issue with awesome. some people. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Cause because we did work this out before we started. Just you know. Yeah. Here I am, sucking uh, ass. That's how it goes sometimes. All right. Sometimes it just doesn't. Um, work. Yeah, I don't. That's how it is. I don't see you guys either. I feel like I, I got so much FOMO right now. I feel like I'm missing out on so much. You're missing out on everything. I mean, yeah. we're getting, we're green, so it looks like we are coming through, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we're going through. We're going through. going through. Yo, 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 yo. It's fine. And he's vanishing into Fix the wall. Fix your shit. Fix your shit. We speak English okay. good. <laughs> now we hear ourselves me... again. Hold on. It's fine, okay? Let him. Everything let him, is fine. He's having a hot boy summer. He oh, was good. focused on being hotter, okay? That was How the idea. We still hear ourselves. Yeah, but, we, yeah. I mean, he's, he's having, having us. I'm just trying he, to be hot! God damn it! <laughs> yes, I agree. I don't know. Oh, Hold yeah, on. you guys hear yourself. There we go. There we go. Hi, hello. He's no, he's like, I can't out. hear shit now anymore. Yeah, he's muting us and it's killing him. It's just. It's fine. We'll get this there. is fine. This is fine. It's he fine. is. He's a professional. Yes. Now he muted himself. No, he was listening to the stream. I think yeah, the audio listening. he was hearing was through the stream. Yeah, he's listening. Now he's muted. He's like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> also, his teeth are keyed out and his nose is keyed out. When he leans in, that's that's how it works. That's yeah, and we still. We uh, he, yeah. So the issue he explained this to me earlier is that he has an audio interface that is sending loopback audio. It's oh, sending his desktop audio sucks. back out. Oh, that so sucks. we are we will hear ourselves doubled if he can't remove that, which clearly he can't. So he was gonna play our audio through the TV. Yeah. Because he has different speakers set up. Yeah. And run his headphones or whatever that way, but he hasn't been able to do that either. So welcome to the glorious world of audio routing on stream. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Oh. <laughs> Bye. He's like 
Fuck this shit. I'm done. I'm I quit. gone. I quit. I'm gone. Like, so how are you today, Gray Square? I think Gray Square is doing. <laughs> yes. What? Yes. Okay. He's back. We're hot boy summering again. I'm just trying to mimic his whatever he's saying. Yeah. You, you're, you're doing whatever. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Uh, what is happening? Like. He'll get there. It's okay. He'll get there. We'll figure this out. I'll be right back, guys. Like I don't He's know. Maybe oh, he has a different pair of headphones that are probably plugged into there. the TV. It's okay. I'll get, get there. Now we're we, we got doubles again. Do we get? We got yes. doubles again. Oh, he has a different pair of headphones that are probably He'll plugged into the TV. Okay. I'll get there. Now we got doubles again. Do we get? Yes. Yes, I yes. like this. So there's doubles again, right now. Yeah, there's doubles Okay, He'll, we'll get there. It's fine. It's this happens. Sometimes. I don't know what's happening. I like blue balls like every day in you my like... life. <laughs> what? You like blue balls? Is that what I you said? I am mimicking him. I'm saying what are you saying? Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. yeah. That's... I just focus I on our guest. I don't know okay? what's happening. Just focus on our guest. Saying. Oh my god. Oh, they. Hi. Hi. We just had this shit. We don't have doubles now. <laughs> yeah, but he can't hear us. Ah. No, I can't. Had it. <laughs> now I can't. <laughs> now I can't hear us. However, we're making progress. Okay. This is why we have sound checks for nothing. For he's going to explain why why we couldn't sound check. We did sound check a little bit earlier. Hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on my laptop. I don't know okay. what else to do. So give do me it. one second. Okay. I gotta jump out of here and get on, You're on fine. my laptop. So I'll be right, back. Sounds good. I'm so do sorry, it. you guys. No, you're good. Don't worry about it. All good. All good. So give me one second. Yeah. <laughs> one second yeah. Anyway, so he'll do that while hi. he's getting hi. So I have a question that well, I wanted to ask you that I didn't ask because it's before this episode in the first hour and I didn't have time to ask you. What do you do? Because Twitch doesn't have ads for streamers, which nobody wants anyways. Yeah. So how do you advertise? Because you're saying like you need to advertise. How do you advertise if you are a Twitch streamer mainly? Uh, you need to you need to focus on other social media and use that as your driver into Twitch. You can't you, you really can't drive directly to Twitch. Yeah. You could theoretically do some Facebook and Instagram ads to a Twitch channel if you're doing events or that kind of thing. I have done that before with some with a little bit of success. It wasn't great, but there was some success. But really, you have to focus on building. At least in my experience, this has been my experience. I feel like Twitter actually is the best portal into Twitch. Oh, that I agree. My experience. I agree because that, if you go into the stats, actually, Twitter is 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 a great conversion. Yeah. Um, media, but especially Twitter, if you're if you're very engaged on Twitter and you're funny or or whatever you are. <laughs> oh my God, Cat McDonald! Thank you so much for that. Oh, thank, thank, you so much. thank you so much. Cat. Chat. If you guys don't know Cat McDowell, she's an amazing. We need to get her on the show. We, we yes, were talking need to come about in it. Here. We were going to have her on the show, but we had to reschedule, and now she's doing babish. 
She's got babies. She's making babies? She has babies. She's making babies. She's making songs and babies. She's making babies and songs. Wow. Are you making songs and babies at the same time? Well, songs for making babies. It's like you're like writing and you're like. That's a that's that's very graphic. Yeah, no, she's right like she's writing and she's like. Thank you guys so much for I'm all those writing. followers. We appreciate These you so much. These are the chords, yeah. and this is the lyrics. Wow, I am poor that's because that's the song that we wanted to write. And songs and <laughs> That's how I'm gonna do the that's next song. That's very graphic, Sarah. I'm, just I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cat. I'm sorry. I don't wanna. I don't I wanna, wanna overstep any boundaries. But you know, anyway, you did so come to I this wanna, channel, so. Thank you so much for the raid. So while our guest is getting, we're on a rain delay with our guest who's switching his computer right now we speak english good as our guest today and uh we'll have him on in just a second he had to change some tech stuff and was having issues but you asked me the question if i was devoting a marketing budget to building my twitch oh yeah channel, if you want to like what would i be doing we were talking the first hour about like advertising yourself as a musician mm -hmm. and what you would do if you are a full-time musician and you don't have a lot of money and we talked about advertising yeah. now as a twitch streamer you can't really advertise your twitch stream because twitch doesn't you have advertisement for streamers on twitch but you can advertise on other platforms exactly for twitch but that said you it, it's it's a difficult thing to try to catch yourself live and do the ad yeah. timing and all that stuff thank you prince adam for that you have to do all that stuff but really your focus at least from what i've seen be successful with myself and other streamers is you have to build up your other social media presences and if i were going to go in order of what i was trying to promote twitch or Hi, twitter Adam. as we mentioned seems Hi, to be the best gateway for whatever reason into twitch my experience statistically and seeing what other people are doing, and this has been true for you too, is Twitter seems to yeah, be the Yeah, Twitter best. is a great way. So if you are a streamer and you haven't gone into Twitter and treat I'm Twitter. Oh, thank you, Oriana. Um, and you haven't, and uh, this is a huge tip. If you have Twitter, but you only post I am going live posts, nobody's going to follow you. Nobody's going to yeah, care because content. that's boring. You need to t treat every single social media platform as their own. Uh, whether you want to um, drive your audience to a specific platform like Twitch or YouTube or, what, or whatever or not, you need to treat every single one um, as a different platform like i for example i use instagram as like you know selfies and narcissistic shit and like hi i'm i'm girl with boobies um and that also drives people on twitter it's like hi i'm funny and i do dad jokes and your mama jokes and everybody hates it but people come to twitch because of it um, and YouTube is just all, all of it, and Twitch is also all of it. But, but it's then, in order, this is what I'm also saying. In order, TikTok the same thing. In order for Twitch, this is where I was going because yeah. is you should probably go Twitter, TikTok, Instagram right now. Those yes. are really the three. And then, if you're going to do Facebook or that kind of thing, you can do that as well. Um, but really, that's probably your order of operations right now. TikTok also has some advertising opportunities on there that you can use. True. Um, that that works as well. Oh, we can and then, hear. Okay, we've got typing. So I think we've got, we, we've got we've got we speak English good back. And now oh, he's now like super different. green. Hold on, now I need to fix it. So hi, I'll do the best. Can you I hear can. us? Can he hear us now? Let's find out. Default green screen. See, his chroma key is very unusual. Like it's a dark yeah. I don't think green. he has. I can't hear you through OBS or through Ninja. Uh oh. Why? Make sure that you ch click your settings cog and ch and check your audio device. Yeah. Yes. But Twitter, for whatever reason, seems to be a really good gateway to Twitch. Awesome. I don't know why that is. Okay. Because there's a uh, lot of streamers on Twitter. Is built in and I got headphones. Oh. 
Yeah, you might have headphones as the okay. output if you're using headphones. So anyway, totally dropped the ball on Twitter. Yeah, and it's it, this I is the thing. Like That's as crazy. a creative person, do we have the right settings? Yeah, we're definitely sending out. I can see the. Let me. I can try to reconnect and see if that works. Yeah. Hold on. That, that doesn't. That don't make Hold a lick of sense. Um, but I do think I you should. If you are a streamer, you should go into Twitter because I know there's a lot of drama. If you can't handle it like mentally, I totally understand. I sometimes have to take breaks myself. But Twitter is. I'm oh, here. hi. Now we got you. Hi. hi. Yeah. Balls. That was exciting for Hot Boy Summer, but continue your. But point Twitter is something back. that you should get, especially because there's a lot of other streamers or ex streamers. Um, or viewers that are, are yeah a lot of extremers um, or just viewers in general and there are people who there's a lot of people who get uh, who will notice you through Twitter especially if you have a lot of engagement um, of whatever your your style is but just engagement and you know awesome posts and and answering people um, is just a great way to get you to get noticed. So on Twitch, we have also, speak also showing your people. boobs. Also showing your just show your unless Twitter, unless you can show not. nipples. So listen, yeah. we speak English good. How's my campaigns of doing that have not been very successful? How have yours been? Have your boob campaigns been better? What are your oh, metrics on your boob campaigns? Well, what I've found is the more the more skin I more show, skin the more I show, the more of a reaction I get. Which is which is I guess that's the idea. The idea. Yeah, of course. That's why it's a hot. That's why it's a hot boy summer. But yeah, I usually get really good results anytime I show any kind of skin, other than like the head down, because I get that. I I everything from everything from here down is just so unflattering. So like yeah, I, same, this, same. This is by this is by design that only people can that see only people can see much this much. That's true. That's true. Boobs don't necessarily work, Rena. I I agree. It just depends on the boobs. I mean, it depends. They do work. Don't lie to them. It worked for you, Reina. <laughs> <laughs> Oof! Shots Whoa! fired right away on this podcast. Whoa! The funniest part is, Reina, Reina, we could hear her scream from the background yeah. when you started. She's like, go! And I loved that yes. so much. Yeah. I was just like, yes, that's amazing. So I mean, for those of you, I, we, didn't, we didn't get to introduce We Speak English Good because of all the tech stuff. So I actually want to introduce We Speak English Good. First of all, We Speak English Good um, on the Music Exposed site, We Speak English Good has a permanent home there because he hosts a podcast as well which is very similar to what we do here on Music Exposed. It's his version of Music Talks. It's kind of a different focus. It's less like late night than what we're doing and more of his spin on, on talking to musicians, talking about the industry. He talks to uh, people that aren't just streaming musicians as well. So he has musicians from all walks of life. Obviously, you are a musician yourself, which we'll talk about that history as well. But if you guys have not checked out the We Speak English Good podcast. Both Sarah and I have been on it. So if you want to start with like, I want to start with someone familiar, you can check that out. But a lot of people that have been on Music Exposed have also been on We Speak yes. English Good podcast. Um, and a lot of amazing people uh, are, are part of that. And so you have a permanent home on our site because for people who want to find music and music podcasts, like we want to support what you do. You've been super supportive of us. And so I knew that you would be an interesting guest, not only because of your own music experience, but because I know I want to talk some inside baseball with you and talk about your experience of growing a podcast and interviewing musicians. And obviously, I want to talk about some of those things. First with of you. all, though, yeah, first of all, yeah, I want to talk about your music video. Uh, yeah, the music video. <laughs> I want to talk about your experience. performance. So yes. 
Um, Hot Boy Summer, where and when did this start and how did you get the ideas for your video? And just tell us about the song and tell us about the video because those are two different things, obviously, like yes. writing a song and then making the video and stuff. Mm -hmm. Tell us how this started and, you know, how this uh, just came to be. The video got Sammy side effects pregnant, by the way. Yeah, true. Well, 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 Sammy, well, I'll, Sammy I'll, be expecting, uh, I'll, be expecting, uh, I'll be expecting. I'll be expecting some alimony. Wait, that's not wait. That's child support. Child support. You're gonna have to pay child support. You're gonna pay me child support. No, 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 no. I don't think that's how it works. If you're gonna have my baby, you're gonna pay me. Wow, wow. Because you're still a child. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I still like my lollies. Um, the. Who doesn't? Fix. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? The. Hey, your favorite today. The whole idea of Hot Boy Summer kind of came up because what, I kept on seeing, like, at the beginning of summer, I kept on seeing um, all these Hot Girl Summer posts. And apparently Hot Girl Summer is like a, has been a thing for years. Uh, but I am so just out of the loop uh, that, that I just found out about this year. So uh, I okay. just think it's funny. It's like Hot Girl, like Hot Girl Summer is like everybody's just like taking pictures of themselves by a pool or something. It's just... It's just silly. So the whole idea came to me is just like Hot Boy Summer has to be like the douchiest douchers who exist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who are just Agreed. like, it's yes. going to be a Hot Boy Summer and, and we're yes. going to go out and it's the pandemic's over. I'm no longer a super spreader. I can go out and, and, and get people <laughs> pregnant irresponsibly and drink too uh, yeah, much course, and crash course. my dad's, you know, jack. So uh, it, it, I love that it's idea. a Hot Boy Summer. So that's where sort of the idea came up. But it all started on the stream because, um, again, it was just like Hot Boy Summer. I, the song hadn't even been born yet. So I just made like a background that said Hot Boy Summer on it. And then nice. I would just every week I would just add some more stuff for me to mess with. So like at first it was like <laughs> it was like a douche flute, which I found out douche flutes are what they call the vapes. The vapes. Yeah, the yes. vapes, yeah. I, yes. I love that. I love that term. That came that's such a great vapes. word, yeah. right? I love it. I love like it. a great douche flute. <laughs> Wait, douche yeah. flutes, so good. It's so good. It, and like, it was so good that I had to put it in the song because someone of course. chat, someone chat was like, oh, you're smoking a douche flute? And it, 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 yeah. like, it killed me. It knocked me yeah. out. So, <laughs> so, of course, I have my douche flute. I got my muscle milk. And then, and then it started to sort of evolve. Um, but but at first it, it was just like a song title that came to me. So like at the end of yeah. like, because I would do this little bit before I would bring on my guests. So uh, all of a sure. sudden I just started singing. It's gonna be a hot hot boy summer till. And it was really off of Banana Rama. It's like, cruel summer. Yeah, cruel I got summer. that. I got that. Right <laughs> exactly. Away, yeah. Exactly. And, and so like you know like I had that song in my head and it just replaced and I just started singing it. So like. It, it started there, so like the seeds were sort of planted, and as the bit sort of evolved, like I went to an EDM concert, so and then with my my friend <laughs> Chod and Broadly, and uh, the hell kind Chod of name is Chod? Broadly, Broadly Chod, and Chod. C C H C H A H D, and then Broadly Chod. is like B R O A D L E Y. Yeah, they're yeah. they're. They're my definitely friends. like Jackson, like J A X S O N. Yeah, it's like Chod yes, I and love Broadly. Chod uh, yeah. and Broadly. Yes. They're they're both SoCal douchewads from Orange County, and um, you know we we went to we went to uh, we went to an EDM concert together, and, and 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 so again I brought all my stuff. I had like my lifted truck, and now we're in Vegas. Do you have truck like, nuts? 
Do you have truck nuts? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but I will add truck nuts now. Like the, that is a thing that I'm going to do Just now. Just making sure. I like if it, uh, truck nuts feel like a Hopway summer accessory. Okay? Yeah, totally. I agree. Yes. What's I agree. your What's your license plate name? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Like uh, it's HP summer. I mean, that's what you I, think, oh, I think. Oh no, I saw it's Play-Doh. HPV summer. Oh, Playa. Okay. Ouch. Okay, yeah. I don't know that I want I that. think I saw Playa the other day. Oh, yeah. Somebody with <laughs> a license name. Playa. And I saw also uh, a Corvette with the license plates. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yo, I saw, I saw a Corvette with a license plate that said, go to school. And they had everything sort of abbreviated. <laughs> and I was like, that's a good, awesome. that's a good one. That's yeah, a really that's a good one. That. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's SoCal douchebags. That's a that's yes, another original. Yes, I'm familiar with that, those. There's a lot of there's a whole culture up here where I live in Tahoe that you'll just you can look at somebody who's familiar with the area and just go Tahoe and they'll go Tahoe, <laughs> which is exactly <laughs> what you're saying. SoCal douchebag. You're just like, yeah, Tahoe. There it is, right there in <laughs> there front of your is. face. There it is. So yeah. I want to talk about we speak English good. So first of all, and maybe you've told the story on your stream before, but for people who don't know you here, you host a podcast. You've been doing it for a really long time. You have a lot of episodes of of it. And so why did you start a podcast and what made you want to talk to other musicians? Was there some sort of specific inspiration or specific question that you're like, I really want to interview other musicians or talk about these specific issues? Or was it just something that you were always interested in and you're like, I'm going to do this? How did it, how did the podcast start? Um, Well, that's, I, I was a fan of podcasts for for a long, long time. Like I started listening to Mark Maron's podcast, WTF, for uh, you know like years and years. So I, I really enjoyed podcasts. I loved the format, and I used to be in a band called The Concrete Project that um, we used to uh, we used to get together two days a week, but we never really practiced that much or wrote music. We more or less yeah. like hung out and like smoked weed and drank beers and made stupid jokes and made each other laugh. You know, just dis- like disciplined bands do. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. exactly. That's why <laughs> out of the four years we were together, we have one album to show for it. Yeah, of course. So, there you go. That's how um, it goes. But actually, in their like 15 year or no, 12 year, uh, their 12 year sit because I was later on in the band. Uh, they have two albums, so okay, yeah. <laughs> this is working, the kind of band they were. I, I love them. They're all still like brothers to me, and I still podcast with them, and I still do business. Um, like uh, the one of the MCs is now a sponsor of the show because he has a oh, nice. uh, has a embroidery company, and okay. he actually he actually made this hat. And it was very poignant. Oh dear God! There goes the Xbox. Uh, oh Jesus! No, not the Xbox. You're, you're, oh, no. oh no! Oh no! Twitch is gonna be so. Oh, there we no. go. What? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So this yes. was this yes. was going on like so. He sent me a couple of those last year. Um, to just sort of, you know, to be more divisive and shit. It's cause that's yeah, of course. Controversy uh, works. Of course, Hey, yes. controversy sells. That's the thing. Like, it, sure. does. it does. But unfortunately, it can also bite you in the ass. And it's True. Actually it can. What, ha- what happened last night, and I know I'm veering away from your question, and I'll circle back, but I actually want to... Yeah, please. I actually want to cover this, because I think it's a really important... And it Cover does. this. News, news, we speak English good. Now, with coverage, we speak English good. <laughs> um, so, 
so like yesterday I was we were supposed to do a, a, a sound check and um, it, and it totally slipped my mind and it wasn't because I'm an irresponsible asshole which kind of is. so he says so I say but I had a conversation and I'm actually curious to ask you guys if you guys ever had a conversation uh, or interviewed anybody where it left you like really uh, inside your head, it really left you stuck, really left you thinking about some really deep things, like some really deep meaning shit. Yeah, that, for sure. Yes. That, for sure. That, I mean, I have been seriously just uh, in my own head f- since yesterday. I couldn't go to sleep until 3 a.m. last night, and then my son Ooh. wakes me up at 6 because he's an asshole. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Stupid he, kids. Yeah. It, 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 look, I love my son, but he, he, he is full of energy and... Um, of course. You know, he's healthy. He's healthy. So that's all he's nice. having a hot. He's having a hot boy summer. Yeah. He's having he's the hottest right boy summer. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he had summer camp last week and he was shooting arrows and shit. He is doing it huge. Uh, but... So I had this conversation with this artist yesterday named Lyrical Genius. And if anybody was in chat yesterday, you'll know what I'm talking about because we had this really interesting question. Uh, we had, not question, we had this really interesting and intense conversation about race. Uh, LG, okay. LG is a, um, LG is, uh, is an African-American woman uh, okay. who, who's uh, based out of Los Angeles. And okay. she's doing really well with her music, but she has really, um, her music is very politically driven. And nice. when, when I go and talk to somebody, I, I, I don't usually care about, you know, where they got their band name or, like, how did you the band me or, like, you know, like... Same, same. Not, 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 <laughs> nothing, against, you know, nothing against that because I still rely on those sort of simple questions to sort of establish a connection. But, yeah, of course. But I'm really looking for a real conversation about real shit because musicians, um, I feel like artists and musicians these days are being told to shut the fuck up. Whereas uh, artists and musicians, if you look through history, especially in America, artists and musicians have always worked hand in hand with any social, uh, progressive social movements. And so to to say that we don't have a a, a dog in this fight is is completely disingenuous and ridiculous because we have we've been through it the whole time from integration to back in the day with jazz and blues. To, to, you know, the hippie movement, fucking people talking about war and peace. And, and, and I mean, through the 80s and 90s, when you think about NWA and Ice-T being dragged in front yep. of Congress because they were going to get censored from the Dixie Chicks. You know, like the Dixie Chicks who got canceled before canceled. was So, like, I, I really, I, I really want to make a safe place for musicians and artists to come on and tell their truths because... Yeah. We do think different things. We do have opinions. And sometimes we like to keep... we, Because of today's political climate, we have to sort of keep our opinions and ideas to ourselves. Because if you disagree with the mainstream narrative, whatever that might be, whatever wind the direction... Or the direction the wind is blowing, the political winds, that is, um, you know, like, if you don't agree, then you're canceled. And so, like, I want to make this safe yeah. space. So... That's and if you a... want to listen to the most depressing interview of your life, just go listen to the silence noise on We Speak English Good. Because then afterwards, depressing. you might want to eat some razor blades or something anyway. So, yes. <laughs> razor blades. Thank, thank you. Thank you for that interjection. Yes. But I would beg to differ. I had a wonderful yes. conversation with, with uh, the silence noise. and, uh, and It's a talk about death. And a lot of times I end this show 
by telling by reminding you that you're all gonna die. <laughs> I do this on this show. Yeah. It's a it's a common thing that I do, and I don't actually do that to be negative. I do that because I think it's really important for people to keep their death in perspective. It's something yeah, that true. most people don't think a lot of, about enough. But anywho, getting back to it. So no, continue your point. Right. So you're having this conversation yesterday. Uh, just to touch on that, if we were always yes. concerned about our deaths, we would never get anything done. I don't know how you get anything done if you're always thinking about how you're going to die. So most people have to put <laughs> that idea out of their head just to function daily. So I, I see why people aren't fixated on their own demise. But yesterday... Yeah, it's Hot Boy Summer. You're not going to die summer, during dude. Hot Boy Summer. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. going to die in you're, Hot The Boy forest summer. fires are not killing you. The heat wave in the Pacific <laughs> yeah. Northwest will never do damage to you. You know, you're, you're good. Hot Boy Summer is... But also hot. you can okay. see, you can look at it, it, it from the different angle of that you are going to die, so make the best of it, you know? Yeah. And, and we talked about absolutely. that a lot. Yeah, We talked absolutely. about that a lot on the episode, and I know I make a joke about it, but that was actually kind of the end game of the conversation was me looking around at, 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 this is the short version, me looking around at my life and looking around at what I was doing and looking around at the fact that I lost my whole family within about five years of each other and saying like, wow, in, in a few years, nobody's going to remember anybody else in my family and none of them accomplished anything that's going to be anything other than something that's meaningful to me or to other people. And so I looked at that and that was a big thing that got me off my ass and was going like, all right, you know, I, I talk about this with Sarah often, and I, I'm hijacking this topic a bit, but I think it's important to say, because we, we don't talk about this a lot on this show, when I, when I talk with Sarah and say, like, eventually, you know, the, I like the, the mantra that there's two deaths, the time you die, and then the person, the, the last time somebody remembers you, those are the mm -hmm. two deaths. And I think that your impact is really in between those two things, of, like, who remembers you and how they remember you and how you treated people and how your relationships were. And for my family, which was a difficult family and I had a lot of difficult, you know, difficulties growing up and things like that, it makes me very sad to think about that. And it also made me think about my own life and go, yes, I've done a lot of things and I've accomplished professional things and I was happy with that, but it's, I had walked away from music for 10 years and I'm like, this is a terrible decision because I feel like those expressions of art and exactly what you're talking about, trying to say something, actually saying something is what matters so that someone can listen to that later and yeah. realize what the point was. And again, I know this is, you want to listen to a very long winded conversation about this, go listen to me on We Speak English Good. I do think it was a good conversation. I just think that yeah. it's, I joke that it's depressing because it's so much of it is of talking about death. But this but is yes. the reality, but this is yeah. our reality. And that's why I think it's so important for us to tell our truths in that manner, because this yes. is yeah. the reality. And if people want to know you as an artist, you telling them how you came up with the name, your band name or how you felt, you know, like this, these insignificant moments doesn't tell you who this artist is and where their inspiration yeah. and motivation to create comes from. And, and, and I, you come from a place of death and you can hear it in your music. You can, yeah. it's definitely dark, godlike. He's music. like, your, I mean, your music makes me want to die. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but in the best way possible, but in the best kind of death. In the right? best, just, you know, the, the type of death where you fall asleep and you never wake yeah. up. Basically. Just die peacefully in bed. Yeah. Next to the peaceful That's what death, you know? Noise is. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, but it is. I'm it clipping is that. Thank you. <laughs> of course. 
but, but death is the great motivator, right? Like yeah, death is, is. If if it wasn't for the the finale that we all know that's coming, why are we doing anything? If, if we knew we were never gonna die, would we ever accomplish anything? I mean, we'd just be like walking around as I don't even know what we'd be. We certainly wouldn't have a bunch of highways and the internet and shit. We'd just be running that's around true. fucking each other. <laughs> and, and just like eating plentifully and, and just being fat gelatin I don't even know I don't even know where that goes but it but but there is nothing but there's nothing to motivate you if if there's no f- fina- final act right there's just nothing to motivate you so you know death is that great motivator that keeps us pushing towards the next thing yeah I I certainly don't I have wasted so many years of my life just just drinking and drugging and being worthless that I that that now I feel like I'm working on borrowed time, and I wasted so much time living a life. I mean, it, the great thing is I got stories and I have experience and I, I have yeah. like a whole life that I live to draw from in my art. But also, like I was 30 when I decided to start taking music seriously enough to make it a yeah. career. So it's yeah. it, it's a uh, you know death is a uh, death is always knocking and as I get older and as I inch closer to forty and I have I'm on medications now and my fucking hair is falling out and my shoulder hurts and my knees hurt <laughs> yeah like, yeah, yeah. It, it's like my brain is getting bigger but my body is eating the biggest bag of dildos right that's now. what so happens that's getting old there it is yep. the artist doesn't give a fuck me the person needs validation no it, it's I was just speaking I was having the conversation about this in chat because i love what sammy says that being obsessed with fame or whatnot is a waste and it's important to make yeah. really good art but every artist struggles with approval of others versus what they mm-hmm. believe in their heart about their art that's 100 percent true sarah and i actually legit get in fights about this and i know you and <laughs> rena can speak to this but we do i oh, actually yeah. want to ask we, about this at we some legit, point we today. legit got in fights about this because yeah. Yeah. me the artist doesn't give a fuck about anything like me the artist is nihilistic me the artist is doesn't care about approval. Me, the artist, writes what I want. Me, the artist, is writing music really for me. It's kind of a selfish pursuit, and it's very internal. And me, the artist, I, I'm not thinking about my audience when I'm writing songs. Me, the, I don't need approval. I need me, the person, though, Same, Raina. is absolutely the opposite. Me, the person, is compassionate and cares about people and needs approval. And the conflict for me as an artist a lot of the time is me, the human, versus me, the artist, because mm-hmm. they're really two different sides of myself. And me, the and and a lot of times, me, the person, has to be the one making decisions for me, the artist, which causes even more conflict because there are times where maybe I don't want to do things that might be good for me, or maybe that maybe I'm too worried about what people are thinking about me when at the same time I don't give a fuck. And sometimes I don't give a fuck so much that I actually resent the audience, which I've talked about this before, where it's like, <laughs> I, I think, well, uh, you do this too. We actually have talked about this. Like, sometimes you'll, you'll like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put somebody on blast. Pew, pew, pew. Somebody is getting put on blast. There is an entertainer here in Lake Tahoe named Artie the Party. It is basically the, the yes, thank you. He is the <laughs> he is the lowest common denominator of entertainment. This is a man. This is a man that stands on stage with a keyboard that he does not play, that is not plugged in, and a laptop playing party music and going hey hey and pointing at people and occasionally grabbing the mic and be like blah, 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 hey <laughs> and like celebrities show up to this shit it's music that's 20 years old it's the same rap shit you've been hearing for the last 20 years so it's get low and hey hey <laughs> and this guy draws fucking crowds of hundreds of people we're wow. walking through we're walking through and i will look at that guy and i will be like this is bullshit 
this makes me hate the audience because this is what the audience is stupid and it's it like it is they have stupid. the audience has no, no standards, standards. Like, but that's the thing you, you? learn that's that's the thing you learn like i've learned this very early on it's like people don't have standards they're happy if there's a live band yeah well and, and that's they're happy, almost the same like, on twitch is like it's almost the same on twitch like you see yeah. some people who oh, are no. like mediocre or like some singers who who are out of tune and you're like and everybody's like oh my god so amazing and you're like no okay uh, and okay. sammy you know what we're totally wrong because this guy the guy that i'm telling you about he makes bank He's on stage with celebrities. He makes thousands yeah. of dollars a night. He makes more than the bands that come through there. He is a celebrity. He's like a local celebrity in his own right. So I can't fault him for that if it works. Then there's me, the artist, who has four fucking viewers on Twitch, who doesn't play live, who has all these issues that are that he, he's, he, no, he's an asshole. Like he's an <laughs> asshole on top His personality sucks. He's terrible to the people he works with. Piece of garbage. Like yeah, it, it's just like... I hope you get COVID, you son of a bitch. It, uh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, that's that. that uh, yeah, they're not going to touch that one, but anyway. I hope your smell doesn't come back for six months. Okay, fine, fine. This is not you. Satire. Not you. Twitch, not this, you. Is satire. Satire. this is satire. This is Don't ban us. Threat. He's joking. Anyway. Um, I know you okay. can't just say shit, but anyway. I'm sorry. Back to yeah, it, my it's, bad. It's that was funny. a joke, it's, everybody. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's yeah, his, his hot boy summer. Yeah. His hot boy. It's just too hot he, here. He, it's just too hot. He worked, <laughs> and, and I'm saying he worked. I get that. I'm not saying he didn't work, and I'm not saying he, he's doing that. But, like, me, the artist, will look at that audience and be like, what the fuck? Like, I'll look at it, and I'll be like, here I am. But then all a lot of us artists have those pivotal moments where it's like, well, I'm alone in my room again. I'm going to complain about people. And it's yeah. like... It's tough because you have this balance of that you can't alienate the audience. You need their approval. Yeah. You need that. And me, the person, has different opinions than me, the artist. Me, the artist, like lives in a different part of myself and is just like, "Fuck <laughs> this! I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want." Yeah. And that's and that's and I'm gonna write how I want and I'm gonna do what I want and like this is this is me because that at the end. It's, I know it's a, a sports reference, but you have to leave it on the field when it comes to the art, at least in my experience. You just leave it on the field. It's like yeah. whatever that moment is, whatever that feeling is, you do it, you get it out, you leave it on the field, and, and then you perform it that way. And sometimes I can get back into that energy, and sometimes I can't. Like a lot of times, I can't replicate the anger in my performance that's in some of my art in those songs. But anyway, I have a, this was a side point because I want to go back to his conversation. Yeah, I, I ask I, a question. So let's. Yeah, go I want to. I want to ask you a question. I mean, you didn't. You didn't finish your point, but Me you were too. talking about about um, using drugs and stuff. How did you get? Why did you get into drugs, and how did you get out of them? Has does it ha, did music have anything to do with it, or you know, tell us Raina's about that? Raina's standing on the side with a baseball bat for this question right <laughs> yeah. now. She's just ready for the um, right answer. She's like, drugs. Right um, drugs have always been a part of my life. Um, I'm still on drugs. I'm, I'm high as fuck right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great, but, good. good uh, I, but 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 it, it just the drugs have evolved, and I've gotten smarter with it. Um, <laughs> nice. It, yeah, so you I don't like drink I, battery juice anymore? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. It's not huffing huff. spray paint. Yeah. Good. Not huffing pulpery or anything. I am. A, <laughs> I am. A, well, I, I. So, like, as a kid, I was a hyperactive ADHD, and of course, my teachers didn't know what to do with me. There was no internet. My parents were just like, "How do we make this so he's not being suspended and kicked out of class all the time?" So same. Yeah. Really? I think all of us have. All three of us yeah. on this panel had those issues, right? You had those yeah. issues. Did you? You didn't. You had those issues in school too. Class girl, no problems. Obnoxious. 
No, I had the same, exactly what you're describing was how I was. I, I used to call my school the broom closet program because as soon as I'd get in, they'd like shove me somewhere else on, a, on an Apple II. They're like, this kid mm-hmm. can't be in class. He's too disruptive. Put him on Ritalin and stick Yeah, I didn't have that problem because I, I just doodled instead of making yeah. problems, well, you know. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. Uh, well, I was on Ritalin for a long time, and then as a young kid, I found weed. And then yeah. my, my um, as I got older, I had friends, and we found alcohol. And then my father actually got ran over by a fucking truck. And oh, that wow. sort of flipped the whole family or, oh, uh, upside down. Uh, and my yeah. dad, from until he died, was uh, was was uh, handicapped, uh, extremely oh God, handicapped. And, and yeah, you know what? My, I love my dad, but my dad could be an asshole too. So or he could yeah. he used to be an asshole too at times. But you know, yeah. I'm not gonna talk poorly of the dad. He used to be. I, that's I forgive him for all the the misgivings that we've had in our lives. It, so whatever. But anyways, my, my dad got ran over, and he had this awesome huge plethora of oxycontins uh fucking vicodins uh yeah all, all the colors the opiates of the yes yeah. all <laughs> the opiates in the world so i yeah. used that and they it was unlimited and this was back in the early 2000s when 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 well. when they were just writing oxycontin prescriptions yes. yeah everybody yeah, that's that's what killed my mother uh, so i understand sorry yes. to hear that. my my father <laughs> was heavily addicted to drugs and it was just yep. yeah. because of medical issues and that's how this yep. shit happens right like exactly. you get you hurt your back you fucking get oxys they say they cut your oxys off but you're addicted and now yep. what are you doing you're going to some back alley getting some shit cut with fentanyl and then you're dead right. and, and you were just yep. a, you were just a housewife right or you're just like a yeah. dude a dad who fucking hurt his back at work and now you're fucking sucking dick for a fucking a needle full, you know. So it's like, yeah, it, this shit gets it gets deep, man. And 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 the big pharma does not help in any way. It's in their best interest for us to stay fucked up on these drugs. Of course, um, yeah. But in any case, that that started sort of my opiate addiction, and then sort of as I got more and more into drugs, I started using needles and like I was shooting up yeah. cocaine. Like the first thing I ever shot up was cocaine, which. I'm not trying to say drugs are awesome, but the first time I ever shot <laughs> cocaine, I felt my dick so hard that you couldn't even, I couldn't even describe to you. It was just like, crazy. But again, I don't want you guys. Music exposed. <laughs> my dick was so hard. <laughs> I could feel my dick nuts. so hard. Yeah, you know what? I shot crack too. It didn't work out that great. Uh, you're supposed yeah. to use like vinegar or lemon juice to separate the crack or something, but I didn't do that right. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started playing with needles, and then I moved to California because instead of work, instead of quitting drugs, I ran away from my problems. And so, all right, Cat I, McDowell, thank you for lurking <laughs> in this conversation and bringing your She's audience like, I gotta to go. this. She's like, I'm out of this shit. I'm sorry, Cat. We love you, We're Cat, sorry. and your community is amazing. Love you. We're sorry. Yes. <laughs> Little anyway, Cat, baby, I'm sorry for continue. talking to you. We love you. No, this is good. I think okay. Just like you, we do the same thing. That is why this show is called yeah. Music Exposed, because I want to hear these stories. I don't feel like people talk enough about this yeah. shit. Like, and I think my, there's like, so much judgment that people don't want to talk about it or, or like to. ask questions about it because it's like, oh, it's drugs or, oh, it's, well, you, you know, you guys, about whatever. Do you guys want to know the artist? You want to know yeah. the artist? Do you want to know the yeah. person behind the yeah, art? Exactly. Well, here it is, yeah. bitch. Yeah. Here yeah. it is. The and naked fucking, truth, bitch. The naked fucking truth is that I fucking Maybe that's why I'm so miserable because I never did drugs. 
Maybe that's why I'm the way no, I am. No, we're not going down that road. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I never did that. So maybe, maybe that's why I, it maybe was Maybe just not the me. right kind of drugs. Maybe That's just true. Just I, I, right I, I don't do I, – I have no interest in that because I come from a family of addicts. So yeah. there's not a chance. I understand. I would be addicted instantly. I really believe that shit's genetic. And I believe for me, yeah, like, me my entire – still miserable fucking, with or without them. My yeah, entire family – is, is a family of addicts, which is what kept me away from them, even though I'm like, it sounds fun, but no. No. Uh, are you anyway, drinking continue. Are you drinking alcohol right now, by the chance? Not very often. I, I'll have No, no, drinks. no, like right this second. Oh, no, I'm drinking coffee right this second. Okay, okay. <laughs> He's no, a clean boy. I, I do see you guys drinking quite often on your stream, so <laughs> <laughs> I just want to take a moment to say that uh, Silence Noise isn't addicted to drugs, but he certainly drinks uh, plenty. So, you know, you can live in your you, okay. you can you can live in your you can live in your your little fantasy land, but but you do yes, do drugs. You do do yeah. drugs. You yeah, even I mean, coffee. Yeah. Coffee is a drug as well. Of anything course, yes. that yes. if you if anything that you have enough of that and and you don't have it in your system and it gives you like a headache or you feel terrible or it can kill you, that means you're addicted. Like my mom yeah. had yes. the same conversation. Like my mom's like, "I'm not on drugs. Don't tell me shit." I'm like, "Mom, if you skip your coffee in the morning, how are you going to feel by noon? I'm going to be tired and have a headache. You're addicted to fucking drugs, mom." Yeah, I am totally I'm totally addicted to to uh to I I had addiction too with, with uh, to to heavy drugs, but yeah, I'm now kind of I'm drugs? totally. Um, I used to do um, what's it? They're they're all like German names, but like Same things German. like Valium and stuff, like things oh. that calm you down, like you know. Oh, like like um, Xanax and Valium. Yeah, and things like that. And oh, those are yeah. fun. They used those, to yeah, I mean they're not again, they're not really again. because they the, the yeah, next day right. like they make you kind of, they made me kind it's of awful. aggressive for some reason, yeah. and I used to snort them. Because oh. that's like how you get you get you get that, it. The only way to fly. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> because it it gets you um it it gets the the, um, the effects um faster than orally with through yeah. your you know through your um. You know how it gets there faster too, through your veins. Yeah, I used yeah. to Valium <laughs> and fucking Xanax and shit. Look, I don't want anybody thinking I'm glorifying this shit. It was a horribly dark time, and as I'm using drugs and abusing my body. I was suffering from all these things I had no idea that I was suffering from. Yeah, and I did end up getting off drugs. And you asked how I got off drugs. Well, my wife, Raina Mystique, who, uh, who's been a very important part of my life and getting to this point in my life, which, which I, I'm so forever thankful to my wife, my beautiful mod, my, just my partner in crime. Uh, Raina believed in me enough to, to say either you can keep drinking or we could get a divorce, and I can, we can just yeah. go our separate ways. And I, ch I chose I chose that sweet, sweet ass. I mean, it's a sweet ass. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys yeah. seen that ass? It's a sweet ass. So, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not privy to talk about another man's wife on Music Exposed. You keep so that is ass it, to yourself, friend. So wait, so wait, is it weird then when you see your girlfriend with her ass out and her boobs? Yes, absolutely it is. I talk about this all the time. It fucking is. Of course it is. Yes. Yes, well, it I, is. I feel your Let's pain talk about a little that. bit. Yeah, sure. I, I, yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely, I've brought this up a lot. It's like, not only do I have to deal with the weirdness and awkwardness of that shit, I have yeah. to deal with when people say shit to me all the time, too. Like, yeah. I don't know if you get the degree to which I do because I'm on Sarah's stream a lot or she's on my stream a lot and we've started doing pair shit, but people will walk up and say, they will say horrible shit to me. <laughs> and it's just like, like oh, okay. 
Because Yo, Sarah's you know, tits Sarah are dynamite, bro. No, not shit like that. That <laughs> shit, that shit, whatever. I can ignore it. But no, much, much meaner and more personal uh, than that. Yeah. Much yeah. meaner and more personal than that. Yeah, there has been actually f- people that are your friends have been like, oh, she's only be- with you because of your sense of humor. Or like, I don't oh, yeah, even know why she up, is with you. Like, why would a woman up, like that be with a with guy with like you? Like yeah. that, You got that a lot in the beginning of, of our relationship. Yeah, yeah, people flat out call me ugly all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The internet anyway. is full of fun, right? Um, is it? Yeah. This, right? is, this is the life we chose, though. So we also got to remember that we put ourselves here. Not that we deserve I to be shit I don't on, know but, that I chose this but, life, but I ended up here. <laughs> I, I don't know that I chose this. I mean, you could have gone for for an uglier girlfriend, I uh, guess. That's true. You know? Yeah. yeah. You know? There you, you go. Downgrade, gone for, silence. Downgrade. Yeah. Why, why don't... If, you, if you're okay. so miserable, you be, get an ugly girl. You, yeah, you could be you could be the person where people are like, "Damn, dude, why are you with her?" Like, <laughs> no, I used to make a How joke. How did she okay, get you? Listen, like, <laughs> listen, I've already made this joke before, and I've talked about this on stream. But I I've dated a lot of women, yes, and I've had I've had a lot of regular relationships, and I, but all of them had the same name, and my my ex girlfriend's name is What's Wrong with Your Girlfriend? So that was my ex girlfriend's name. Because I, yeah, like I believe me, I've I've dealt with that, so I know both sides of it. And yes, there's ups. So and what's downs the better side? Is it the the damn dude? Why are you with her? Or like damn dude? Why is she with you? Man, I don't think there's a good answer to that question. They both suck for different reasons. Yeah. Because at least I guess you know what's you know what's fine about what's wrong with your girlfriend. It doesn't really reflect that much on me. It reflects on them. They're normally like, why is yeah. your why is your girlfriend such a bitch? Like that's basically what they're saying. Like, yeah. and I got that, and 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 that's less on me and more people asking me what my decision is. Whereas why is she with you is definitely just a straight up attack on me. Like you're too ugly. You're too stupid. You're whatever. Like that's totally different. I, um, I I have a question for. Uh, we for, need to get to his point though too, but I want to yeah, talk about this. Yeah, I, I want to talk about this though, though a little bit more because Reina, when she was here, uh, she talked about this. Like you guys sometimes fight about the studio and who is using the studio mm-hmm. when. And I want to know, like, do you guys sometimes fight about like your music journeys because you're both musicians? Do you sometimes fight about things that you don't agree on? Um, or, you know, things like the, using the studio or like one gets more recognition than the other or, or um, who is doing more work for, for, the, for the success or, you know what I mean? Like, do you, ever have, do you ever have disagreements and fight about things that are related to each of your music? Um, yes. Um, so... Click so click for the rain. We appreciate you. Uh, yeah, hey, welcome, Raiders. Welcome in. It's, it is I, the guy over here on the couch. Welcome hot in. Boy English Summer. Yes, hot Thank boy you for summer. being It is a Hot Boy Summer, now available <laughs> on all streaming platforms. Yes. Um, Reyna, and uh, so towards the beginning of our relationship, when we first started writing music and then as that developed, I had a hard time separating uh, art, for, uh, art from wife and, like, those duties. So, like, I, it was mostly me. And because, like, when Raina started her own band, I didn't realize or understand or at least understand our arrangement because she had an idea of what it was and I had a different idea. And it is her name. It's her face. It's, you know, like she writes a lot of her own music and I help write some of the music for it. But she writes all her own words and stuff. But yeah, it's like, I, I, I mean, I would 
act like a baby in front of like the bandmates. I'd be like, no, I think it should go like this. And like, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it was very pathetic. I think it was like, um, and, it, and especially like after I got sober, because after I got sober, I was just like a mess of a human being because all yeah. of my, all the problems and troubles that I was trying to avoid just bubbled right back up when there was no more alcohol or drugs. To sort yeah. Of they don't it. get suppressed anymore. Yeah. Yep. No. So like I was just a mess. And plus we had a, we were having we had a baby and my dad died and my hair was falling out I turned 30 the whole thing it all happened so yeah. at once so like I was not a great person to deal with and, and and again I gotta give much love to my wife who fucking stuck with me through all these terrible times aw um, claps and yeah. chat for random hey, yeah claps and chat hey there you go <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's you baby that's you baby but 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 no like but we were able to um as time went on and as we sort of started i I was getting a handle on myself and i was growing up and not acting like a fucking child uh i i started to be able to separate those two and and you know like because we had to come to an agreement and we had to stick to it and it's like hey this is my band this is my face this is like this is like you know my music you're in my band if you don't want to be a part of my band then i will find someone else and you know like it just took a long time for me to really understand that and so as we got you know as as we went on with our career together we uh we started working together a lot better once i was able to be like this is reina this is her project once i was able to be like this is reina mystique's project not reina my wife's project yeah you know, like this is reina mystique's project and i look at it like i'm a hired gun like i usually am a- a- it changed the game and even with the podcast she used to be on a lot well, she still is on a lot, but she used to be on back in the day. And there's some like podcasts out there where I'm actually being an asshole to her, which I'm so ashamed of and just completely embarrassed by. But uh, I believe I leave that I leave that shit up there because you guys mentioned I have a lot of episodes. I have like 300, almost 350. Right, yeah. you've been doing this for a long Crazy. time, yeah. And like, so this has chronicled my journey from like basically sobriety to to right now. And so, like, there is so much growth and so much change that has happened. And I and I have to give a, a big shout out to my listeners who have been with me for so long and who have just, the show, you know, has, has been growing uh, since it started. And, and right now it's kind of in a lull. I don't know what the yeah. fuck happened, but whatever, I don't even care. Everything like, is in a lull right now. I don't think you can yeah. even focus on numbers right now. They're just so volatile. Yeah. I don't even care. I mean, it's after the election and shit, and, and like yeah. everybody's sort of feeling it. I think everybody's just burnt down on media right now. It's just been yeah, a definitely, hellacious definitely. year and a half. But, you know, like like with the podcast even, I would when she would come on my show, I would still do this like husband-wife thing, and it would it would be borderline uh, abusive, like fucking on air, and then like there was definitely like verbal rudeness that i would give to my wife and she dealt with a lot of shit it, it, i'm you know like i'm not trying to say i was beating the shit out of my wife or anything but i was <laughs> really rude to her yeah and, and like it, there was times where you know i resented uh, i resented her for a, for dumb things that were my own shit so like it, it took a lot of growing up and i again like she put up with a lot of shit and 
so much love there. But but yeah, we we figured it out, and and even with the podcast now, like I'm able to have her on and separate her as like my wife, and now we can yeah. come on and have like really good conversations and like actually talk about things like we're just sort of coworkers and not yeah wife and husband. And yeah, I think yeah. that separation has been so so important. As for like being jealous of her success, like I her success is my success, my success is her success. I could give a fuck less who who fucking makes who 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 hits first, but you know like it, it's fine. You know like however we could get by and make money off of doing what we love and creating stuff. I don't care. Like I just I just want us both to be happy and and with what we're producing and making. And so it's it's really just come down to like now we're basically we're basically autonomous because we wrote together a lot a lot and then we started and then i started playing out in different bands and getting hired to do different things so now we're sort of autonomous artists who work together and collaborate sometimes and yeah and i just need more cash for wigs that's right yeah that's true true. i'm with you need more accessories for hot boy summer exactly it's not hot unless you're fucking unless you have a wig i agree wigs are hot I'm sweating really profusely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was the long story to that. I mean, it was tumultuous at times with with our music career and even as in relationship, which in yeah. relationship is that. But um, Yeah, absolutely. The, but 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 now we're at a place that's really comfortable and I I I I I love it. I love that she she started playing ukulele on her own. Well, she stole my ukulele and then started playing it. <laughs> nice. It was my birthday present for my sister, and she was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna start playing this," and now it's hers. And now she refers to it as her ukulele, uh, which is fine. I, I I like the uke, but I'm not I'm not gonna sit there for hours and, and crack out on it like I would, you know, a synth or something. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. Get out of here with your ukulele. But, you know, she started, she, she was a singer, and she had it in her mind that she was just going to sing. But she but she started learning an instrument at, like, 30. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, I understand that's that. A, that's amazing to me that she was able to do that. And now she writes mostly all her own music. And now she's just, like, such a prolific writer, and, and, and she just has such a great ear for melody. She's always had this unique... Um, unique approach to melody that I've always just absolutely adored, but now I'm starting to gush. Uh, so, anyways, yes. yeah, we're cool. <laughs> so now let's get we're back cool to the now. hard topic. Let's get back to yesterday's interview. Yes. With the sound oh check. My God. So you're having this interview and you're talking about race. So where are we going? So okay, so it, so this the, my guest is a very intelligent, educated woman. She's a rapper, producer. She's like a prodigious rapper. Actually, she's just. Uh, she's been writing and, and producing music since she was like four. So like she just, yeah. she's very she's smart as a whip. And we started talking about race relations. And she said she, we were talking about the George Floyd incident. And I happened sure. to mention that George Floyd. Well, I was like, well, he he was a criminal, and that's why yeah. he sort of ended up in his position that he was in. And holy shit, did that oh, was that boy. the wrong thing to say? Yes, holy of course. Fuck, was that the wrong thing to say? <laughs> yes. yes. You know, and, and that was just one moment we had, you know. And, right. And, you know, and, and I get where she's coming from now because I didn't understand it. I, I didn't understand why she was getting mad. I thought I, I think very rationally, 
And I think it's like, well, if he wasn't trying to pass fake 20s, he wouldn't have been in handcuffs, and that awful cop wouldn't have murdered him because yeah. he wouldn't have been in that position. And that's my rationale, right? That's my sure. rationale. But then when she broke it down for me and she explained how that sort of mentality of, of, of concentrating and focusing on his past has nothing to do with the fact that he was murdered by, Absolutely. by, by yeah. a cop. And, yep. and, and so by saying that he was a criminal is taken away from the fact that is taken away and it dehumanizes him and, and this is yeah. the sort of rhetoric that's been pushed for years and years that's why people are afraid about what little white girls are, are fucking you know they're holding their purse to their chest anytime they see a big tall black guy or you know yeah. like definitely and you and I see so much of that because I grew up in Detroit and you're in Toledo right? as we mentioned exactly. before and that's so culturally ingrained mm-hmm. there like uh, whenever anybody talks about that term like institutional racism mm-hmm. or cultural racism i'm like to me detroit is ground zero of that there is literally yeah. a line in detroit mm-hmm. eight mile the dividing mm-hmm. line between you know the whites and the blacks like right. i grew up in that so it's just like there is no more institutional racism anywhere in the world than in detroit like that, that is. so right. it's amazing to south me. chicago I mean, yeah Baltimore. exactly all of these all of these gary all to these chicago things. yeah you know like, i made a bunch of different points that you know make it makes sense to me why she was so mad and she even said that she was offended and she was getting mad but what ended up happening it ended up coming out in the in the conversation you know we were talking about black on black crime and she got real mad about that and i didn't even bring it up cartagena Space bacon, thank you so much for that. Space bacon, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm talking about this. Oh no, (laughs) yes. It's unfortunate you're spending months. Thank you. So you know, so, I, didn't even, I didn't even mention black on black crime. It came from chat, and she was so livid, and she yeah. was like, "If you're not black and from the hood, then you have nothing to say about this." Which yeah. I don't yeah. necessarily. I, I do agree with that because I did grow up in the hood as well. Uh, not same. my whole life, but I mean, it was like a it lot was, of mine. Yeah, it same. was a very small time in the hood, but I got a good taste of it. And then in the in the sub in the suburbs, and I've also yep. lived in the fucking country with fucking weirdo same. fucking. You know, like I've had a very <laughs> it, different. Yep. I've had a whole array of different lifestyles I've lived, and yeah. you know, I was doing like the like, I was doing the whole like I'm half Mexican. My wife is black, and my son is black, and. I grew up in the hood, and like I was doing all these things that yeah. people do when they're put on the spot and they're being called out. And yeah. there are some things that I totally agreed with her, and there's still some things I don't agree with her on. Of course. Um, but I felt what it was like to be sort of canceled and be called uh, like basically a racist. She was basically totally giving me. Cu- she was definitely dig, dig after dig yeah. after dig. And, yeah. and and that was fine. I took it. I, I interrupted her. I, I I told her, you know, you're you're kind of being loud, which you don't say that to a black woman. I just want <laughs> to know that. which that I know true. that, that for a true. fact. I, I, I already yeah. here's the thing. I know these things because I am in a relationship because I've had this 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 interaction with the black community and and the Mexican community. I'm half Mexican. Like I grew up with yeah. my Mexican side of the family. So I did all these things that I cringe about when I'm listening to people talk about these things. And I feel like if I would have had a little bit more composure and I wasn't put off by I the I kind of want to watch this being, episode. Yeah, we'll have to watch it's this. It's yeah, really, really I wanna really watch it, really I wanna watch it I, for I'm, the drama. I'm putting it yeah. out, though. But, but let me tell you, like, the thing was is that we were able to talk about these moments 
and we were able to have this moment where she was offended. And, and yeah. again, it did come out that she her she just recently had a, um, a viral video called YBM, which I, I suggest anybody go out and look. It, it's Lyrical Genius YBM. Go okay. watch this video. It's fucking incredible. I, like, I'm a big fan, too. Like, that's what the shitty thing yeah, is, course. is that I'm having this, like, social, very awkward and uncomfortable conversation yeah. with someone I truly, truly admire as an artist. Yeah, and, yeah. And so I, you know, like... I, I, I wish I would have handled it better, but I, I'm not gonna hide from my ignorance. I'm not gonna hide from yeah. my um, from, from. I'm not gonna cut anything out of that conversation. That conversation yeah, is up. I'm gonna put it out. And because the thing was, at the end of this, we were both laughing. We were both able to have a, 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 a civil conversation have this discourse where we're both being loud, we're both, you know, really passionate about what we're saying, but at the end of it, we were able to smile and laugh, and she's like, look, I, I appreciate unity. I want people to get along, and, you know, like, she's like, I have friends who are white, I have friends who are black, I have friends who are Asian, like, I, unity is what I want, and these conversations need to happen, and yeah. I think, that, and, and I agree, and the problem is, is that we're not allowed to have these conversations in today's political climate, because we're, we're all in fear of being shut down, which yeah. I think is ridiculous, because I know for a fact that there are people, people reached out to me afterwards, were like, you know, I got a lot out of this conversation, or, yeah. Or the opposite was like she <laughs> was talking, you, dude. She was talking yeah. out her ass, or yeah, or I'm an asshole. So like I got yeah. different yeah. reactions from it, and and the but the best thing about it was is that we were able to have this really intense conversation, and and learn like I was able to learn her perspective. I was able to learn how like how not to be an asshole when talking about these subjects that maybe I. Uh, you know, like I, I, some people say I don't have the right to talk about, it, but I don't. I think that's ridiculous because I, I think am, yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I am in. Yeah. I am in a like I. I have a black son, and so I am worried. I am worried about yeah. his safety, and I do want to know about just about as much as I can to know, so I can raise a fucking responsible human being who's gonna be. Uh, she's gonna be adding to society and not just be, a, you know, an asshole out there. So like, yeah, of course, this is very important to me. This this subject is very important to me, and so is censorship. And so like, I, and these things sort of go hand in hand because if you can't talk about these subjects, nothing's going to get done. Like like yeah. I always say this. How, yeah. How are you gonna break barriers by putting up barriers? Like I don't yeah. know yeah. how that's done. That doesn't of make course. sense to me. It's the antithesis of a of a conversation of, of a debate. Uh, and, and the problem is, is that she could have easily ended that conversation and said, I don't like this. I feel like you're aggressive or said whatever it is and, and just bounced. Right. Yeah. Right. But exactly. She stuck with it. And the thing is, she she like I said, she just had this viral video called YBM, which is very black, you know, black power oriented. And, and I, yeah. I absolutely love it. And, but she's had to deal, for the last three weeks, she's had to deal with the comment section on YouTube. Oh, yeah. God, I can only imagine, Ugh. yeah. So she was. She even said, she was like, look, I, I, I've been dealing with this kind of shit for weeks now. For weeks. And, I, I you know, like, you saying that just, just you know, it triggered her. And, and so, you know, here we are, we're trying to have a conversation, and I don't know about these things. And, she, you know, and, and I was just happy that she was able to sort of acknowledge that, you know, maybe she was getting a little too too heated about some things because she's been dealing with it. Maybe yeah. not. But but at the end of the day, at the end of the conversation, we both were like, 
hey, I had a great time talking. Thank you so much. The thing is, after I was done with that conversation, I was so emotionally drained. I felt like such of a course, piece of yeah. shit. Because I did offend her. Like, I am sorry that I offended her. I'm not sorry for having a viewpoint that might not align with hers. And now that yeah. she's explained it to me, and even my wife had to sort of explain it to me as well afterwards. Sure. Um, like, like now that I understand her perspective, I have way more compassion towards that idea now. Now I can yeah. factor that into my calculations and my perspective and my perception of what this this social uh, fucking ass fuck is that's going on right now because yeah. it's a it's the, right now our society it just it feels like it's crumbling. It feels like it's crumbling. Yeah. So, it's a you need a man bud for the wig. Maybe I do. The yeah, two times you present. Oh, okay, so here here's Cartagena who was in he was in the conversation too, and he yes. was and he was he's the one who actually brought on Black on Black Crime, and, it, yeah. and you know I'm not trying to call you out, Cartagena. The thing is that you can go back and watch the VOD and clearly see Cartagena is asking the question. But the two times you presented an opposing or broader viewpoint, she got hostile. It wasn't you, and you didn't need to defend yourself. But I do, I do need to defend myself because it's my show, and and I'm coming with this very very very. I mean, there are two very opposing narratives happening right now, and and to go against any of the woke, any of the any of the BLM, any LGBTQ ideals, which you know I'm not trying to shit on the, any of those people because I love everyone, but anything that goes against a narrative is 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 completely you're you're shut down, the conversation shut down, you're looked at as an yeah. aggressor. Anyway, we speak no, English. Good. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Have a great life. Bye, uh, see you later. <laughs> We had so much technical problems. <laughs> anyway, continue. I think I think that's important, though. I think it, what you said it's important to have the conversation because I feel like those conversations are being um, had on Twitter a lot, mm -hmm. yeah. and those aren't conversations. Uh, Twitter is the worst because platform you, for that. It, those aren't conversations because it's just no. yeah. blank statements yeah. uh, thrown at each other exactly. without any explanation. You can't really expl explain because, like, huge. You know, huge discussions that you, you can't just type so much on on mm. Twitter. And I think those those conversations um, have to be had. So also the person that maybe has a little bit of a narrow, more narrow view understands because it's like you can't just you can't just I, I feel like you can't just tell. Uh, someone who said something insensitive or something because and they didn't know they just didn't know any better and be like okay you're a racist i'm done with you or yeah. okay you're just you're just uh whatever and i'm done with you that yeah. i i think it's it you can achieve so much more by trying to explain why that's a not very you know modern point of view um yeah. and how that might be discriminating or whatever um, or even ask questions. I feel like I have turned a lot of um, people's minds around who were um, unintentionally racist or intentionally um, homophobic um, by asking them questions, being like, hey, do you, would you imagine being in this person's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Um, Imagine being in this person's shoes, or would you say the same thing about this person? How is this different? How is this situation different from this other uh, situation? And things right. like that. I feel like making people think for themselves and come up with their own answers kind of mm. makes people, um, you know, uh, be more, 
you know, be more open to these ideas than Agreed. just being like, you are a fucking racist. Well, and on Bye. Twitter, and on Twitter you know? none of that is real discussion because no one is entering that conversation with the intent of changing their mind. Everybody's just looking for the best insult or the best one-up or the best joke or the best shitty thing to say. Or as, or alternatively, there are people that are caught in the rage machine, yeah. which is just like your algorithm is just stirring up all this rage in you and you're either seeing all these things that you really love or you really hate because that's how algorithms are designed. As you learn more and more about what cancer social media is, yes. you realize like you're rewarded by either showing somebody something that they really love or they really hate. And some people get caught in that spiral of it's just like if you react to it, social media is going to show you more of it. So the more shit you, if you're, if you're someone that's sitting on the other side of the fence, you're just caught in that rage machine. And that's not an excuse. It is everyone's responsibility to some extent to get out of it. But how do you get out of it? Because yeah. social, all social media platforms are monetizing this. They're geared around it. It's how they make money. Media right. is now owned by three companies, basically in the entire United States that all have whatever their various motivations are. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a really hard thing to get out of. And it's like, you see people, it, it's it's like you see people who get who fall down these holes and they never come out. It's just yeah. like you meet people who like, it, it's like I can only imagine my grandmother who passed away about five years ago now uh, was somebody that spent her entire life watching cable news. And I can only <laughs> imagine what her life would have been like had she been conscious and coherent during this last decade of like, she loved it. She loved that yeah. cycle. And now that that cycle has turned into this rage machine th where everyone's you know ready to kill each other over these things yeah. or go into civil war over these things mm -hmm. i i agree having having these conversations even if they're contentious and actually mm -hmm. talking about the issues rather than just talking about the people or making sound bites or going or, at somebody or serving really a narrative critical. that you don't necessarily agree with like uh, exactly just say it, things exactly. that they don't want to say or don't agree with but it's only because they don't want to be canceled and no one wants to be deemed a racist or a bigot like yeah, like yeah just in that moment let me tell you man I still feel like shit. Like, I still feel oh, yeah. horrible that this woman is out there fucking, like... And, like, I know how I felt after this conversation. I can't imagine how she felt. So, like, the fact that, yeah. like, she just had this, like, interview that she didn't really know She's much like, about. She's like, I'm here to talk about my music, and right. here I am and then, defending oh, my yeah. race. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, so, yeah. like, that weighs in on me. But I definitely... But, yeah. but that's not going to stop me from having these conversations because I yes. believe that deeply that... It reminds me that so much... Even if yeah. even if I have to feel like a dickhead, I feel like at least I learned something, and anybody yeah. who watches that is going to get a perspective. Yes. I guarantee that they probably didn't have before, right. especially on a, so much of that, on a right? white ass platform like Twitch. This is a very yeah. pale fucking platform, it's true. and a lot very of snowflakes true. on this fucking platform. And fuck it, and this is the type of shit that they need to hear. Yes, I agree. Thank you for watching Music Exposed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, but I'm just, I'm just, I agree 100%. It reminds me, all you were saying reminds me of anybody who has not yet watched, which probably no one on Twitch has not watched Bo Burnham's Inside. He yeah. makes a big point about that, and I think it's, that's such a great special. I know everyone's gushing over it right now, mm -hmm. but what's also hilarious to me is like, I feel like a lot of people don't get it. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't get that they're the target of it, or yeah. it's like, you'll have people that take on certain things. It's like, white women's Instagram, uh, white women ironically like it. And it's yeah. like, this is ripping you to shreds. And yeah, you don't they're, see they're, the joke. They're, like, making, ah! they're like, making TikToks doing the same shit. And, and it's, it's like, like, okay, like you're the butt of the joke in this. It's designed to make you think about it. 
but you know again it, it's that's social media rotting everyone's brains like i'm not afraid to say that it's just like no, oh well this is absolutely. you know if this gets me attention if i can turn this around and use this to get me attention then this is a good thing uh, i think yeah. though one of the things that i that, uh, that that i think about a lot is that to in order to learn you kind of have to suffer sometimes you know sometimes yeah. evolving as as a person or um acquiring more more knowledge sometimes comes for free but a lot of times it's it's um it's a pain reaction yeah, you know uh, if somebody criticizes you it only mm -hmm. will it only will make you a better person at some point because you will think about it it's it's just as simple as the idea of if you put your hand on a stove on a, on a, on a hot stove you're gonna burn you know and from then on you 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 learn I shouldn't do that, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's oversimplified, but that's how you learn. Is is basically yes, sometimes you do, it do, it doesn't have to be a pain related, but especially as an adult where you're like, um, all you have all your ideas set, and you know you're like, oh, I learned this and that, and I learned so much, and I've gone through all this experience, I couldn't possibly be wrong, you know, right. um, and it hurts when some when somebody is like, hey, you are wrong, and this is why, and you're like. Oh, this makes yeah. sense. I feel like sure. an asshole. Nobody now. likes rejection. Nobody likes yeah. to be wrong. But it's like part it, of it, you know. Yeah. It's absolutely part of it. It's absolutely a part of life itself. And and I think that's where a lot of these problems stem mm -hmm. from is that nobody mm -hmm. has been held accountable since they're kids the, anymore. You know, I'm not yes. saying we need to beat children, but I'm also saying we don't need. But he's like, I beat my child and my wife. I we speak English good. It's talked about beating his child and his wife on this stream. Anyway, I so much breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna go, go home crying. I'm gonna send this to the guest from yesterday's <laughs> show and be like, "You were right. You were right." <laughs> you saw right through this bigot's fucking veneer. Um, did I tell you guys I have a black wife and a black son? Oh, that's amazing. That's ah. good to hear. Could you tell us more about how that makes you culturally appropriate, please? Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm also half Mexican, um, yeah. so there yes. you go. Uh -huh. I, but but there but you know there's a I joke, but there is a social currency to this, and, that, and that's of the course. thing that nobody wants to talk about. And that's the one thing that that she even talked about last night was uh, how there's uh, how there's discrimination within certain race groups, even within the black. Of course. Oh yeah, hundred And there's discrimination in lighter skinned Latinos. Uh, you know, yes. It, it, yes. It, it goes all the way. You know, like so. It's like, it's a hard, there's hard truths to life. And I feel like people have gotten participation trophies so much that they don't, yeah. they, they just can't handle the hard truths of life anymore. Yeah. Right, and of has decided to create this fucking fantasy land narrative. And, and, yeah. and like, look, I'm altruistic. I was young once too. I fucking wanted the world to be a better place. But man, the, the hearts of man fucking go two ways. It's like they either go towards the fucking light or they go towards the dark. And fuck it, that's always going to be a part of humanity. It's funny. I was exactly the opposite growing up. I wanted to see the world fucking explode. You wanted to oh. see My burn. entire childhood, yeah. I wanted to see Same. it all burn down. Same. I was, and here, I was yeah. It's like, I want the world to burn. And, yeah. and I'm like, mm -hmm. fuck this. And yeah. it, that has changed. And I don't even know if it's the world that I love now. I mean, yes, there are things about Earth that I love. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm just like, I, I've over the years, I've become more sympathetic towards people. Yeah. and less angry because I'm a person and I'm sure you can relate to this from all the stuff that you've described. I'm a person that my biggest issue is not anger, it's rage. 
there's a difference to me between anger and rage in that rage is not necessarily specific and it's just something that boils in me because of all of these things that have happened and it makes it incredibly difficult at times because you know it's just blind it's just like okay at this point yeah i do want to see the world burn or yeah i do want to destroy something or yeah i do it's like and that rage is really the healthiest part of art for me is dealing with rage because even like in the twist of a friendly knife i was i was writing about you know during a lot of these horrible incidents that were happening in my life I was having these horrible relationship failures and I was expecting things that weren't happening in those relationships and I was wanting things that weren't happening in those relationships and I had rage about them. And, and, and not necessarily at the people. I don't necessarily think the people I was with were bad people. I actually love those people and we just didn't work in a relationship. But the rage needed to go somewhere because yeah. the rage is going to exist. So I wrote an album about killing uh, killing a girlfriend. <laughs> like that's basically what Twist of a Friendly Knife is. Yeah. I'm like, this is this is... This has to go somewhere, and although some people would probably say, oh, that's not healthy, someone's going to listen to that and go kill their partner based on it, it's not talking about that. The, al the album's perspective and the album's voice is written from a pretty delusional place, and it's, mm -hmm. it's two people that are very deluded about each other and that are destroying each other and, destro and, and reacting to society in a certain way, and yet, like, yeah, but that rage has to go somewhere, and, and it, it, that rage for me can't go on social media or yeah. can't go into my relationships or can't yeah. go into that. That's it what could, a lot of people it do. It could though. easily though. Yeah. Like yeah. if I didn't have an outlet for it to say like, all right, somewhere I just need to go write fuck everything in, in this <laughs> yeah. some yeah. format. And I hope, I hope you die. <laughs> like, you know, uh, it's like, I, I get that feeling so tangibly because uh, if it's not expressed, then it's a cancer and you carry it and it becomes weight and it gets worse. And then it's showing up in inappropriate places and I'm sure that, you know, you, you've seen that. To, to, and then everyone has some element of rage against whatever it is, against their themselves, against their family, against society, against their culture, against their skin tone, against whatever. Yeah. Like, this is where, as you, going back to your original point, that art is so important to have somewhere to express that shit mm. and say, like, okay, it's safe to express this in a song because it's a song. And right. anybody that's attacking that shit doesn't understand the purpose of the art or doesn't understand the purpose of the visuals or doesn't, you know, any of those things. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's just an important thing to be no. thinking about. And, nice and, rage well, emote. Yes, I appreciate that. And that's where censorship comes involved, you know? Yeah. Like, fuck it. And that's why they fucking pulled, you know, NWA and Ice-T out in front of Congress because these men were talking, they're talking, talking truth to power and right. power doesn't like that. And they yeah. and they and in the name of what profanity or something, they wanted to fucking say that they needed to be censored and shit. When right, of course. The reality of what they're talking about is 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 the most important message because this is the stories from their lives. These are the stories. Yeah. Of course, they it see. is. And so to yep. censor that is like you're 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 basically shutting down. Uh, you're shutting down another form of of information that people yep. can absorb. And 100%. it's like, and whether it's a song, there's still information in it. There's still a message in there that you are taking from people to to illuminate these dark crevices of of mankind. You know, like these yeah. are the things. Like again, it's like man has a dark side to it to them, and and there's no getting around that, unfortunately. And there's a yeah. lot of good people out there, but there is a lot of piece of shit people like fucking Dick Cheney and fucking yeah. I don't know, you know, like people who are exactly. Selling, you know, like just real evil people with no pulses, like just running around yeah. the world, right. just just blowing people up just for profit and shit. So there are of real yeah, evil. Yeah, that 
it, it, that is a reality of life that has been a constant since we were fucking recording life, you know, since yeah, we were exactly. writing shit down. There's kill always, the other. Yes, kill yes. the other that's different. Different! Yeah. You know, yes. like, get it. Or take that stuff. We need it. It's ours now, you know? So, yeah, Tipper Gore. Yeah, yeah, right. I when feel like, I feel like, um... There's that side where people are just, you know, sociopaths and just don't have the ability to be, mm-hmm. to have, to feel empathy and stuff like that. But then there's also the people that get censored and this, and, and, or they are, they're scared of, of saying what they actually feel, what goes on in their heads, that the, all this rage builds up so much that you, that some people become criminals because of that, oh, you know, where it's like, I just need I just need an outlet and yeah. and that's 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 probably how how like you know school shootings and stuff like that that's like one of the biggest, oh, the I biggest reasons is totally. like it's I like your rage totally. is you're not able to to express your negative feelings and put them out there you need to sit on them and and, mm-hmm. and, and, and and have them boil inside of you more and more and more until you basically explode um, Sometimes literally, huh? Um, and <laughs> you know what I mean? And yes. it's like, you, you're just not allowed because um, society's like, that's bad, you're not supposed to do that. But we, we should have um, the ability to somehow, you know, express those feelings somehow without hurting somebody so it's out there and outside of our bodies and our minds so we don't do school shootings, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Things like that. Or you, you know? don't beat your wife and kids like we speak English. Yeah. Damn it. God damn. <laughs> oh my God, don't say <laughs> that. That's, it's a joke, Twitch. It's a joke. Twitch, it's a joke. But, oh just, my God. but just sort of touching on that is like that goes even poor further joke. to how people shut down conversations. They, they put down the other side and yeah, they dehumanize the other side to the point yes. where we start talking about them as if you know, they should be dead. Those people over there should be dead. And oh, yeah. yeah. This disconnection. Sure. There's this huge disconnect, too, that happens. Um, and, 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 like, I, I mean, I attribute a lot of this, the, what's going on right now, to the Internet and, and, and social media. Like, we already talked about toxic. Yeah, people. the technology has advanced beyond. This is the thing about humanity. And you have to look at the functions of the brain and you have to look at studies about social media and you have to look at the technology curve versus the abilities of, of, of human cognition and human understanding. Is that this te- we, we, we unleashed this technology on people without realizing what it would do. Like, and essentially this is, what's sad about this is this is really our earliest interface with AI. Like, let's be real about this because AI is coming. Like, let's be real. <laughs> at some point, AI is coming. And we're already doing such a horrible job as human beings of responding to what these algorithms do or what their interpretations of what reality are and, and how they're triggering our reward centers and how they're using these primitive instincts and urges. And I, and I say this as an evil marketer. Like a lot of times, like I've been in marketing my whole career and I understand, I, I keep an eye on this technology. One, because it's really interesting to me and two, because it's relevant to my career. And there are sometimes I hate myself for being in this profession. And I used to, no, I'm serious. I used I to be, 10, 10 years ago, I was a tech evangelist and I was roaming around like, everybody's gotta use this stuff. Everybody's gotta be plugged in. Everybody's gotta get into this stuff. Like it's so huge. And now I'm like, man, you gotta get away from it. <laughs> like yeah, it's, unplug, it's unplug. cancer. Yeah, it's unplugged. But yeah. this is really just the beginning. 
because as you know, AI, artificial intelligence, like these are the earliest forms of AI and looking at what's what's happening here, it's only gonna get worse. And, and it's gonna take, and, and a lot of people hate to hear this. A lot of people hate to hear this because we all have Dunning-Kruger and we all think we're smarter than we are. And we all think, oh, well, we can handle this. And normally these things happen on generational timelines. Yeah. They, ham they happen on this, on a, on a scale that's gonna take generations to really understand and assume. And we are still really in the first generation that has grown up in this ocean of technology. We're still in the first one. Like, so we don't even know what this is gonna look like over generations. And we already see how it's, as you said, kind of leading to these breakdowns and tribalism and horrible instincts in humanity. And this is it, rather than the technology, which has many, many upsides and benefits. There's many, many opportunities and people want to hope about that. Just hope for the AI to be benevolent. Like I know this is a totally unrelated topic, but I've written about this topic a lot. And I find it fascinating because AI, th this is the issue with AI is that uh, I love this thought exercise. I love reading articles about this type of thing and how AI develops. It's that an AI will probably look at a human the way a human looks at a cow or at a dog. Like it doesn't understand our problems. Its cognition is in a different way. And all it's trying to do is reward us. Like we would reward a dog. It's like a dog does a good thing. It sits, we give it a treat. These AIs are treating humans the same way. And if they continue to develop this way, the way they're being developed with big tech and those kinds of things, they're gonna look at us that same way. And when, it, when an AI is looking at humans' problems, the same way we look at, you know, a human looks at a dog's problems, it'll be very interesting to see where we end up. And it's gonna take a long time before human understanding really catches up to it, if ever. Like a dog is probably never gonna understand the way a human thinks, which is very interesting. I know this is totally not music at all, but I love this topic, so it's very fascinating to me. I and, 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 you know, you'll get please. good and horrible things out of it. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean to sort of tie it to, to tie this to music. There's this uh, yeah. writer who wrote, um, what was it? I think it's Twelve Lessons for Mankind or something. I can't remember his name. He's an Israeli writer, professor sure. who's just absolutely amazing. But he talks about like sort of future, like what he sees it as, and they talk about how um, in the future that, especially when you think about what Elon Musk is doing with the what, what are they calling it. The, the thing that hooks in your brain. I mean, it's going to be the neuro net, but what do they call it? Yeah, the I don't know. Whatever. I know what you're talking about, though, yeah. Especially as these things come in and it gets more integrated with our mind, um, <clears throat> AI is going to be able to collect the data from our brain from different time periods of our life, uh, uh, equate that with different emotions that you had during these times you were listening to these very significant songs, and be able to compile and create a song uh, personalized for you to fit yep. your exact feeling and exact. Basically, you're putting. Basically, no one's safe. AI has taken everyone's jobs. And that would... happened 20 years ago. What's funny about what you're <laughs> describing is the song that did that, a lot of people probably don't remember this, is a song by Robbie Williams. It's a song called Millennium, and it mm. was an algorithmically written song. A lot wow. of people don't know this about that I song. I didn't know that. This was 20 years ago. This wow. stuff was happening. So um, only imagine how far along we are. Raining Tacos Raining is already tacos. sung. That's, that's your song, yes. Uh, mine's oh, the Meow Mix song. Meow, 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 I got suspended <laughs> from school for singing that at someone once. <laughs> 
So I do want to talk about a couple of other things because we don't have a ton of time left. And we're, we, I, I do want to go in a couple directions because this is music exposed and I want to talk about drama. And so obviously you had a, you had a tough, you had a tough thing. Have you ever, let's get into some dirt. Have you ever had a guest that you didn't enjoy having on the show or that you wished hadn't been on the show? You don't have to reveal who they are. What did they do or why did you not like them? Overtime. So what what was the issue with them, or have you legitimately, in, uh, you know, are you are you like I've loved everybody that's been on my show and it's been perfect and great and all. Oh, and I know that's not. It's got to be somebody you have. Don't lie to us. <laughs> <laughs> not after well, three hundred fucking episodes. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, early on when I didn't know how to direct a conversation because I've found that in the last, at least in the last two years of the show, I've hit a point where I can. Uh, that I can I, I can confidently go into a conversation with little to no preparation and and be completely uh, comfortable with the idea that we're gonna fill two hours of content just by yeah. chatting. And, yeah. But in the early days, there was there was times when you know I'm having a conversation with with a fucking cinder block. I remember there's this guy, <laughs> yes. and he's fucking he's talking about. You know, like, I was really interested. Like, we were in Seattle. We played. We had a show in Seattle. Me and Raina did, and we happened to just go to Gasworks Park, which is a really beautiful park that um, there's in the bay, and and it, and it sort of overlooks the the downtown Seattle uh, skyline. And it, 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 and they had this crazy thing called modular in the park. And what they did, and I'm, I think they're still doing it. What they do is they take modular synthesizers and they just set okay. up in a random park in a random city around the country and all over the world actually um and and they just put on parties with modular synths and so it's, it's not really like techno or house or edm right, right it's like a lot of times it's just like very ambient just it's experimental yeah exactly yeah. but it was really cool and i was not on drugs at all well, i was probably high but i felt like, <laughs> like it put me in a place that made me feel like i was on psychedelics but yeah. anyways, I ended up getting a hold of the person who put that on because I was just like, wow, this is really awesome that you're doing this. And it happened to be this guy who was a, uh, who, who was a skateboard filmer who, who actually had some notoriety. He was skateboard uh, cameraman, um, but not really a skater. So he had a lot of notoriety for being an, a, a, a filmer, but now he was starting this sort of new journey in his life. Well, the dude couldn't be more boring. Yeah, like for someone who has yeah. lived a fucking exciting life like he had, yeah. he was like fucking talking to the fucking brick wall. It was just, it was ta- it was like pulling teeth with this guy. And yeah. now that my skills are are much better, like it, like I know that I could have took that conversation and turned it into something usable. But sure. in the last like year, especially since I've been on Twitch, I've had. I've had um, I've had one guest on, which I don't want to talk shit about them because they are a partner, and I do have respect for this person. But it was sort of like having a conversation with like a, a, a like a vampire, right? Like fucking <laughs> someone who was just sucking yes. your soul, who had an answer for everything. I mean, and this is a very intelligent person, and who again, I still go to their streams. I still, you know, I still like hanging out. I don't talk as much in the stream anymore after our sure, conversation sure. because it's just sort of weird. But I, I like his perspective. I like their perspective, I should say. Um, yeah. But, but, Getting yeah, closer. After, now narrow it down. Yeah. Partner last year, him. Just kidding. Kidding. You'll never know who it is. You'll never know. It's fine. But it's unless fine. you go through and really dig. But there's been like a hundred episodes since Who says then, I won't so. do that? 
Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, you really oh, have hundred, time hundred for episode, that. Hundred episodes ago, got you, more clues. You really have Carmen time San Diego in this shit. <laughs> I'm going to know where the loot is. I got the warrants. This, anyway, continue. <laughs> but no, it was just like, he's just someone who definitely is uh, embraces the dark side and that sort of leaked into me within our conversations. And so mm-hmm. I do see how like, conversations can be toxic and I do see how some people will walk away from a conversation if they don't and I say you do should walk away from a conversation if you are talking to someone who is unwilling to listen because if you're talking to someone who is unwilling to listen then you're fucking you're you're just dumping energy into the void it's like it's like when you play at a restaurant and like after every song it's like deafening silence no one claps no one cares it's like after you talk to them, it, it for me it's much worse. It's just like it, it's just it, it, it's it's just pointless. I just feel horrible afterwards, and yeah, it, there's just and no drained. point to it. And drained. Yeah. It was terrible. And yesterday I didn't feel drained because I didn't think the conversation went somewhere because it definitely went somewhere. But yesterday, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. It was a very different. It was it was different from it was a different kind of drain because it was like of I course. I felt like I you know I was. I just hope I didn't like make this person's day horrible now. You know, yeah, because, exactly. Because I know how I felt, and I hope that they didn't feel that way. And, and and yeah, I think there's a difference between like that type of being irritated or frustrated with someone and being like emotionally drained. Yeah. That's obviously very emotionally draining because it's forcing you to question who you are and mm. question what your values are and what you're yeah. about and like, exactly. am I good? Am I bad? And yeah, am I a racist piece existen- of shit? Yeah, is that all <laughs> existential? <laughs> That's how I oh, felt. Yeah, I mean, I think about that shit all the time. I, I probably spend more time as cerebral a test thinking about why I'm a piece of shit than I do about why I'm a good person. Look at that face. That's exactly it's why. It's, it's like, hard, dude. I, it's, I, I, it's I do. Hard. Well, and I think that that's obviously my yeah, biggest It's very thing. unhealthy, though. Yeah, it it is. I'm the same it way. I'm very unhealthy. hard on myself. I'm, I mean, yeah. like, I, I will just look at myself in the mirror and be like, you fat piece of fucking garbage. And be like, oh, God. You know, it's like... There's loving myself has been the hardest part about this whole journey of of like sobriety and becoming a person like a, a real yeah. like functional person. It is it's just having I don't know it, it's it's whatever. I'm, it's so interesting because you're in the Midwest and I find that yeah. this is something that's uniquely Midwest. <laughs> uh, maybe just being there or growing up there or spending time there because I've had that same feeling as well. It's something I frequently say about myself. It's like there's this dehumanizing thing that happens, whether it's like a combination of culture or like work ethic thing that happens like in Detroit and Toledo, which they're all in the Rust Belt. And there's this very much like you are a cog in the machine. You are not a person. You are an asset. You are a human resource. Like, shut up. Don't rock the boat. Get to work. Fucking no one cares. Like the, the famous joke is. Oh, you don't like your job? Well, there's a support group for that. It's called the bar. We meet there at 530 <laughs> after work. And that's how people from the Midwest are. Yeah. And I feel it is it is incredibly dehumanizing because I, I even wrote a song about it called Less Than Human. Like a lot of times I don't, like it's hard for me. You said something that really just resonated with me there. of Like, yeah, I feel like it's been a journey to even say what the hell is a, is a human being because I don't feel like one. Like I will sit in a group of people and this is a huge issue for me. And it'll just be like people will describe their experiences or describe their lives or describe their love for things or even other musicians, which is a super hard thing. And I'm like, wow, I'm an alien. Like, I don't I, I don't even feel like I belong to the community that I want to belong to. The bar. <laughs> cheers. Yes, exactly. It's such a Midwest joke. But do you think that that's a thing in the Midwest? Like, I tend to find that that is a lot of people who have spent significant time in the Midwest talk like that. And I, I'm just noticing it now that you said it because I'm like, wow, that's an interesting 
point that I've only heard people from the Midwest say. I've never heard some California douchebags say that shit. California douchebags are so in love with themselves. Like, no like, worries, man. Like, no no like, worries. Like, and I'm like, in Detroit. Man, you got to go into yourself yeah, and you gotta, discover gotta yourself. Zen, you know bro. what I mean? You know, you need to, like, discover your your bro. true inner child, dude. And, and they're and just, like, <laughs> they're so in love with themselves. And I'm like, people from the Midwest are exactly the opposite. They're so self-loathing. Like, yeah. I think everyone has that Rust Belt pride. Like, I, Space Bacon's <laughs> even saying that. Like, I, I'm, I have Thank not even you, thought Rain about that until now. Thank you for those biddies. I've not even thought about that. What do you What do you think about that issue as a Midwest expert? We speak English. Um, well, I can definitely agree with that. And, and because, and we kind of talked about this on my show, where, like, there's this sort of work ethic and there's this sort of, like, like you said, shut up and do your job and, and, and you know, fucking take it out at the bar like a man, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah take exactly. it out at the bar and cry You were watching Be a Man. Room. I saw you were watching Be a Man when we came over to your I stream today. So I'm like, be I love man. it so much because it's so real. Be a man. Never yeah. call, Never call anyone back ever. Be a man. <laughs> be a man. <laughs> if a like, car yeah. hits you, hit it back. Be a man. <laughs> like, oh, I love that shit so much. It's, it's so good. It is so ridiculous, but but it's it, it just resonates so perfect. Yeah, I think that there is something behind that. There's this sort of work ethic where there's where like dreams are sort of. Um, you know, like you can have your dreams and hopes, but make sure you know that the reality is that you're gonna have to just work and and slave away yeah. at something that you hate. Um, you know, do something on the. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, do something. <laughs> do something um, you know, just like like my parents used to tell me is like, okay, yeah. that's great. You want to be a musician, but uh, make sure you go to like college so you have something. To yeah. Fall what's your real on. job? Yeah, what's, what's, the really real, what's your real career going to do? It's a very yeah. real reality-based place, whereas when you get to the coast, especially the West Coast, you, yes. you're in fucking la-la land. These motherfuckers, exactly. especially in Southern California, exactly. they're fucking permanently hot-tubbed and just fucking sunbaked. okay? Like, yeah. they, they, they're <laughs> living in their own world. So I, I don't... They, they are they the ones that will live out of $500 a month, huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Midwest people, no, Midwest people will do it with resentment. Like, oh, there's yeah. a difference, like, they can do it, but they'll resent it a lot more, whereas California guys, totally, he's, he, he's like, that's where hashtag van life comes from, and I know that's a rainy thing, but it's like, van life is only a thing that could have originated on the West Coast. Midwest <laughs> people will live in the shittiest apartment, they'll be like, I, I converted this warehouse into a $100 <laughs> apartment, I'm gonna live in misery with no lights and windows, hashtag warehouse life like that's yeah. midwest it's like right we'll just keep so, pushing yeah, yeah exactly yeah. It's, we're, we're it's, it's just so different it's so yeah. different and i i have i i just realized this about myself from having this conversation about awareness that it's like man that's some midwest shit i carry around of just like shut up and just your only value is what you do uh, 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 does anyone else ever feel like the alien in their own group i feel like the alien in literally every interaction i have like literally every interaction i have as a human being I feel like, and I'm an extrovert too, which she brings this up all the time. Like there's this weird conflict of like, I do my best to relate to people and I'm real good at putting on a mask and like, and, and being a mirror for other people and like reflecting stuff back to them. Mm -hmm. But when it's like, I, do I feel connected to a lot of people? Not necessarily. It's something that's very hard for me to do, yeah. even no. as an extrovert, because I get energized. But like this conversation is very energizing to me. I like it and I find it interesting to find those similarities. 
then I'll probably have a conversation, you know, two hours from now or something with somebody else. And I'll walk away like, wow, I'm not even a human being. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, this is what human beings do. And I don't do that. And I don't know how to do that. Like, it's like, it's so fucking difficult. It really is. Anyway. Yeah. No, it, it's hard to get past this thing that's ingrained into us Midwestern folks because it is hard work. It's like, don't dream, don't have hopes or aspirations. Don't dream, yeah. It's like fucking get back <laughs> into the factory and fucking be miserable like the rest of us and stop yeah. yep. haunting your happiness. Being miserable is what we should all do. And my right. whole family, here's the worst part. Here's the weirdest part. And again, I say this with no disrespect, men. This is how my family approached music. <laughs> I'm not even joking. This was their approach to music. And this was their attitude towards life, this very greatest generation, you know, depression mentality headed into this stuff. Yet yeah. they were all creative people, and it's so foreign to me. It's just like I can't, like I cannot exist in that world. I mean, and like it's, always, it's so that, that's that's something. The 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 truth or the the best the best uh, uh, outcome lies in the golden middle, basically, yeah. because it's like you have the Californian people or you know the the daydreaming people. Um, who, who are like, oh, you can do anything. You just have to believe it, you know? And <laughs> this, it's going to happen one day. And I sometimes hate that because, like, yes. some people just will say that to, um, if we talk about Twitch, um, to somebody who has been streaming for two viewers just or one viewer just for three years or something. And people are saying, oh, you're going to get there if you believe in it I enough, like, but there's no there's no criticism that actually gets the person somewhere right. and further and to right. to to improve themselves to be actually able. No, they're like, wow, one day, one day I will get to that third viewer, and it's like, <laughs> no, dude. Either like it, it, uh, you're probably boring as a beanbag, and it's like <laughs> just fucking. Just, just do something else. You have a talent. Everybody has a talent for something. Everybody know is I don't know good. That I agree with that. No, That's everybody every, is good special. at something. Everybody. No, I'm not saying everybody's special. I'm saying everybody is good at something, um, and and that can that. be that can be working at, at a at a groceries. company bagging groceries. Yeah, you can be. You can be the best amazing at that. Yeah, you can be the best <laughs> bagger. You can be the best bagger. But like, and find okay. what is. That's Find what is good to you, um, or, or what what works for you, and what makes you happy. And but but don't don't like that bullshit of like everybody can make it. Everybody is a rock star. Just believe <laughs> in yourself and keep going at it, and yeah. you're gonna get there. Um, that is a wrong thing. Also, the same as uh, you just have to work this horrible job and and be miserable your entire life because when you're 70. You can retire and then and have live five, your life. Five, five yeah. years of life five where you're in horrible life. health. Yeah, where you're chronic out. pain. Just, yeah, chronic yeah. pain, and you can't really do anything. Like you can't yeah. really like jump into Sounds a lake great. or something. You have to slowly like waddle into it. Like you can't. <laughs> no. So the, the 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 truth is just in the middle, and I think it's 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 difficult to 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 find that middle. So I want to I want to ask this too because we're getting into it, and I love this talking. This is kind of the inside baseball stuff I wanted to get into. So have you ever had an artist on your show that you were like, you almost, wanted, you almost wanted to tell them that? You're, <laughs> you're like, wow, like, I don't know if this is the best thing for you. Or like, you would hear their opinions on something or their mentality and you'd be like, man, <laughs> have you ever had that feeling when you're talking to somebody? Or, or have you ever been bold enough to actually say that to somebody? <laughs> to yeah, be like, well, yeah. Well, yeah, um, yeah. The short answer is yes. Um, I will yeah. hold people accountable, and I will people take people to task. Like I don't mind yeah. that because again, 
um, if, if I'm going to be open to being, have my ass handed to myself, then you better fucking believe that, that it's going to go the other way. Now, do I do that yeah. all the time? Am I, am I an asshole to my guests? No. But, no, there, no. but there are ways of sort of approaching a subject to, yeah. to sort of, that, that you could finesse a subject that leads people to their own conclusions and without yeah. putting any kind of rude shit into their head. Of course, uh, of course. But, but I do think it is a disservice when people do tell people who, are, who honestly, you know, like, like I'm trying to be a musician, but I only practice once a week and I kind of do it sometimes, but I'm really into <laughs> yeah. it and yeah. it's the only thing I care about, but yeah. I only work at it yeah. half-assed. And then yeah, you come yeah. over and you and you just and you hear their beat and their like, or whatever it is and their song and it's crappy and you're like oh that's good keep going it's like <laughs> for me that's not in me for me it's like hey I see the potential here and I see what you're trying to do but you need to work more on this yeah you need to yeah, really yeah. work at at, at, at at finding your like finding your sound finding what what it is that you're trying to do what what is your art what is who are you as an artist. Because yeah. all right. I'm hearing is something that sounds like an amateur, and and, and that sounds kind of rude, but it's better than me and be like, hey, that's cool. Yeah. And on the other hand, when it comes to my show, I don't invite people on that I don't necessarily think is um, ready sure. or or has yeah, of course. has music sure. that you know, like you know, people hit me up all the time, and then they have like you know their SoundCloud beats, and I'm not I'm not rude and I'm not an asshole, but it's like sometimes I have to be like, hey. Uh, I just wanted you to know that thank you for thinking of me, but the, to be honest, this is sounds like that you need to work on your craft a little more. Please work on your craft. <laughs> Wait, and, like, hit me up next year. I just year. have such a horrible sense of humor, and all my head keeps going back to these horrible jokes about we speak English good, and I love him, and he's not actually canceled. Okay, chat. Mike is and not I'm, canceled. I'm though. not sitting here that he's like. Dear sir, I've recently taken a break from abusing my family <laughs> to listen to to peruse your SoundCloud beat. It is not up to my high standards. I am... Oh my god. Yeah. I wonder what the poor people are doing. Uh, no. I, I, I don't beat my wife again. I don't I know we know it's a joke, Twitch. Twitch, uh, it's, it's a joke. It's, just it's a poor my, joke. I just love this idea of like someday. Okay, Sarah and I are both kind of agents of chaos, and I know you are too because I've of seen course. you on our, a lot of our interactions and that kind of thing. And it's like sometimes I just want to send an email like that to somebody. <laughs> I just want to so that they're so fucking confused. Like I tell this story. Like I tell the story about how I wrote the song "Drunk Pigs" on the last EP. And I did this as just an agent of chaos because all the whole reason that song exists is because I wanted to send people a DM that said, hey, with no context, could you send me a recording of you making pig noises? <laughs> and I did this. I sent this to like 15 different people. How, what, what were the re reactions? I want to know the reactions. Most people, like so, the, the pe I could tell who was really my friends. I know this <laughs> sounds really good. Because the people that were really my friends were like, sure, what do you need yeah. it for? And then I could tell the people who were like, what do you want? Like, what is this? Like there was a, there was a various thing and that was all I wanted. I just wanted to see the reaction. And that's why that song, like people hear it. And like, sometimes people, even when I still play it on stream, like I wanted it to have that, the, the feel of the piece I had written was the whole reason the song is called drunk pigs. And what it is, is it's just about delusional fucking people <laughs> and how they stay asleep and how stupid they are and how like it's that song. That's what it is. It's like, 
It's, it's the relationship of one of these people that's totally delusional about society to society, and we're all just drunk and stupid together. And so I wanted it to be really jarring. Like, mm-hmm. the beginning of that song, when it hits, some people I are I feel like, attacked, oh Space Bacon. God. But I, to me, like, I would almost love if I ever got a, a DM from someone I didn't like that came across yeah. to send them some sort of response. Part of, dear sir or madam, <laughs> I am I am scribing this message to my to my you know message boy via v- fucking rev.com while sitting on my porcelain throne. <laughs> just something like that to somebody. I just love this the, that ability. I actually I, I I I went back on that DM. He was like, send me a, a recording. Hey, send me a recording of you doing pig noises. Uh, and my first re- response was, why? And then the second response was the pig noises. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna find. I will find the exact the exact DM here. Oh, Where wonderful. is it? Okay. Need, oh yeah, there you go. That's the yes. one. Okay, so here's there. what I sent her. I literally sent her. This is it, and I sent this to like 15 people with no context. And all it says is this: I need you to record yourself <laughs> making some pig noises for me. And we were friends only at this time. Yes. So I literally, this was the text. I need you to record yourself making some pig noises for me. And I sent it to all these music streamers, <laughs> like just all these music streamers. And, and literally her response was, what? Why? OMG, LOL. I can't. And then pig noises. <laughs> That's pig noises. So I'm just like, yes, this is perfect. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm a weird, I love experiments like that to just say shit sometimes mm-hmm. that just like people are like, yeah. what the hell is wrong no, with you? I love I that. Love no, that. I, I fucking hate Facebook, but I love Facebook because yeah. it's sort of a, a fun barometer for me. And sometimes yes. I'll just drop some real fucking, real fucking uh, shady shit where I'm asking people's opinions <laughs> and not, not like, it's like, it's just like asking the question and not coming, not coming off like I have my opinion made. I'll always be like, what right. do you think? But it's always like some real <laughs> fucked up shit. And, yeah, and just to see, just to get a barometer of how people are feeling because, because, you know, uh, Facebook and, and Twitter and shit is some kind of barometer of the most extreme feelings of people. Of course. And so, of like, course. so like, so like, so like, it's just nice to see it. But then you do end up, then I'll get drawn into it and start actually like talking back and then I'll reveal my opinion and then I'll fucking be defending it. And I'll be like, well, fuck it. Not fuck you. I usually try <laughs> to stay very friendly about the shit because I know how to talk to people now that I've been doing it for seven years now. And so, yeah. like. I, and I say that I've been I've been talking to people my whole life. I, I should yes. clarify, but like this podcast has taken my ability to like, it, it's taken like this broken like fucking human being, and it's made him into somebody who can actually hold a conversation that's interesting. That and, and like yeah. I, I I I can you know I can convey messages and information back and forth without like diverting eye contact or being nervous or sweating or fucking you know like being so right. uh uncomfortable that i that i'm too fucking weirded out to have a conversation because that's who i used to be i used to be yeah. that person and i thought that alcohol made me alcohol and drugs made me more smooth and cooler but really it just made yeah. me the guy that fucking no one was allowed to bring to the party anymore it's like why are yeah. you friends with that guy it's like yeah. i yeah. love him and it's like no he's awful and so your name used to be what's wrong with your friend i get it yeah. like what's wrong with your girlfriend <laughs> yeah so exactly. this is i am going to say this has been the longest episode of music exposed in history we have eclipsed hey. the three hour mark hey. which normally we don't do that so unfortunately i'm going to wrap 
it because we've gone so far over. You can tell that We Speak English Good likes to talk. Over time. Over time. That's good, though. When He's you done like to so talk, good. That's, that's good because you, you know how to, how to do e interviews. We know? really could do this more. And, and there are so, I've had this idea, and I've talked about this before, and this kind of makes me want to do it of more like untethered streams because we, we really do want to keep music exposed in a shorter form format mm -hmm. to some extent. And so that's why I'm going to wrap it here. We Speak English Good, please check out his new single, Hot Boy Summer. Uh, it's under We hot. Speak English Good. Ch go subscribe to his podcast. As I said, if you want to start somewhere with people you know, hi, Pug. Pug is here saying hello to Hot Boy Summer. Please uh, <laughs> check out Sarah or I or neither of us on the podcast. You can check out whoever you want on the podcast or check out the one from the other day. Um, anything else that we should promote for you, Mr. We Speak English Good? Well, I just want to correct it. It's actually under W... SEG. It's under. Oh, WSEG. Sorry, yes. Yeah. No, it's totally fine. I I like to make things more difficult for myself. So yeah, I of course, that's a great idea. Just make so it hard it's not, to find. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's very hard to find. You'll really have to search for it. But go ahead. Yes. It's gonna be fun. Uh, I yes. guess I could have had some like links I could have sent you, but uh, of course I don't know what I'm doing here. We'll put that with a. Uh, we've already got that up on the bulletin board for this week, as <sighs> I mentioned. So Hi, Paul. We've we've hey. already this Aww. is this is jumped the shark uh, for the sure. Shark. Now that it's pug snorts time, but as I said. Um, yeah, we've got that up on the bulletin board. That'll be Sweet. with the episode forever. So Hot Boy Summer will always be there with the episode uh, under WSEG, not We Speak English Good. Uh, thank you for being here. Please no uh, watch or, or listen to his podcast. Subscribe to it. Um, it is always on our website under our trusted friends and trusted people because we have shared guests back and forth. We Speak English Good has been amazing on supporting us on a bunch of different stuff. He's been yes. on many different shows and podcasts and things with us. We will always be inviting you and Raina to do things. Um, hopefully we'll be doing some more stuff soon yeah. but thank you for being here thank our you for being here it was can awesome I, our next can I also guest, plug one more thing please uh, yes of course this Monday thank you Maite Maite I'm going to do a special stream where it's going to be part music stream, part podcast with uh, oh, nice. JC. Oh, nice. And then next Sunday, the 25th, is going to be uh, our our, ne our next music stream. So I usually I have a monthly music stream that ranges from like an acoustic duo to a cool band. Oh, my God. Oh, sicko. Space Bacon. International Space Bacon. Thank you so much for giving me all this Thank you. Space Bacon. Thank you so much for that. But yeah, please, that's on Monday, you said? Monday and then Aw, thank you, Raina, for the honey. And then next <laughs> Sunday, uh, next Sunday, the 25th, is our next music. Uh, nice. I stream every Monday and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern sta Standard Time. And um, yes. yeah, I'm pretty consistent. I don't really miss a lot of shows. Even if my guest yeah. cancels, I usually play like Marby's or... Or just do live loops like I was doing today or watch TikTok oh, nice. videos. I don't know. Nice. So, it's I not, love it's that. A, be, a a man. Man. be a man. Be a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, a, if a car hits you, hit it back. Be a man. Be a man. <laughs> be a man. <laughs> but thank you so much for being here. Right. We yes. appreciate you so it much. It was an awesome right. conversation And today. I'm just going to wrap Absolutely. it from here. Our next guest is in two weeks. We have EBX Jen, who is part of the Rainbow Road fundraiser with us and part of Elsie Binks. We've had EBX Aaron on the show today. Uh, before and we're gonna have EBX Jen as our thank next you guest. for the hundred back one smash, other smash, quick smash, programming smash. note uh, that we want to throw out we will be down in Los Angeles 
uh, that weekend in the LA area. If anyone lives down there, or maybe even if we want to do some sort of impromptu meetup or something like that while we're down there, if anybody is in the LA area and wants to hang out, I've already reached out to a couple people that I know that are down there. Oh, I but should if, do the same. But if you're down there, uh, we definitely want to want to have uh, we want to hang out with with people while we're down there because we'll have a couple free days while we'll the weekend. It is the last weekend of July, so it is the same weekend we're doing Music Exposed with EBX Gen. Um, if you're gonna buy a plane ticket, come here, Potato. Like, come to Tahoe. Don't <laughs> yeah, come Tahoe to LA. Is awesome. LA sucks compared LA's to there. Terrible. But yes, if you if we're gonna be in that area, um, so if you if you want to hang out with us, or if we maybe should throw together the idea of a meetup with a few people that want to get together or do something like that, we're definitely open to do a huge that. Jam. Um, and we are also today gonna raid Dirty Wolf Live. I need to put a, together Woo! a funny raid call. Let's. Uh, what should I do? Cool cat. Um, oh, I was on, on his computer. show. We need to uh, we tell him to smoke doing? tell him to smoke more weed, bro. No, we need to tell him that we suck because we had issues with uh, showing up on his thing. Um, <laughs> hold on. So, uh, we are sorry we suck. Uh, <laughs> exposed for Oh my god. So, I'm going to throw that together. We're going to raid Dirty Wolf. Let me paste that. I almost pasted that in his chat. By the way, Sarah, that over here. Sarah how yes. are you liking America so far? Um, I know you've been here before, but, like, how's your trip been, or how's your, like, change of life been? I know you're going through some stuff, but uh, I am, are you liking I am. it? Are you liking I am, the change? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually very, uh, very surprised at the positive reaction to me as a musician i was not expecting like dude people are, uh, you look so happy up there when i see those clips you look so happy blowing and just being in your element yeah, yeah it's like it was, the stage is my element basically but like yeah. you know i was, I was I very just, happy I, to see I've you just, out there oh thank you i've just been too too depressed to do that you know i understand <laughs> yeah. man this shit yeah, sucks so. Yeah. All right, we are wrapping it. Love you guys. Catch you next week. Let's go hang out with Dirty Wolf. Thank you guys for being here.